Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good afternoon and welcome to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday, October 5th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And we are here to talk about the state of video games during this week, I suppose. Um, Weirdly, with still a million games coming out and a lot of weird stuff going on, uh, compared to previous weeks, a little slow on the news front, which is probably okay to catch up a little bit, breathe a little, you know? Not thinking about a, a billion giant AAA games dropping all at the same time. Although... Somebody pointed out today that there's they're a still happening though. Yeah, they're still happening. There's a demo for um, uh, the the new RoboCop game on Steam today, and I meant to grab it, hadn't had a chance yet. But I watched some video, dude. That RoboCop game looks badass. It looks real good. Does it? Yeah, I, man, I love RoboCop. Right? Yeah, like, I'm not going to disparage RoboCop. Yeah, I I used to walk around like him as a kid. Yeah, and. But I just don't know. How do you make a game where you just walk everywhere and get shot at and don't react and then shoot slowly at things? How do you how do you make a fun game out of that? Well, I think you'd be surprised. Um, so this new one's called Rogue City, right? Yeah. Is that the one, the new one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've got it pulled up. I'm going to download the demo after the show. Yeah, I'm going I'm to have to try this. I need to know because, again, I love RoboCop. He's great. Yeah. He's not action-packed. He's not the Doom guy. He just sort of walks places and shoots things. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think they've captured that pretty well. Like, it's, you walk down the street, and he's like, grr, grr, with his cool gun, and then he, he'll he'll pull somebody toward him with some kind of ability. I don't know how he's doing it. It must be mechanical of some sort. And then just throw them against the wall and kill another guy on the way to that wall. The 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 head splatter, when he hits somebody in the head, is like all over the place. It feels like someone who really likes RoboCop, the first Verhoeven movie, made this game. It feels like they know what the F they're doing. And the sound and all the voice work and all this stuff. Oh, man. It looks great. I wasn't even thinking about this game until I saw this video today. And I was like, well, shit, I guess I'm playing RoboCop. And like, yeah, and they didn't try to go remake RoboCop. They went with a real RoboCop. Oh, yeah. Like OG. Yeah. The look of it, the old suit. Real hand Mass Effect armor RoboCop. Yep. And they've even got, I want to say they got, what's his name back for the voice? Um, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Um, I know they got the lady who was his partner back. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, she's that's in cool. it. Uh, and her whole that's likeness great. is in it. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. 
Um, I don't know, man. I just, I guess I wasn't thinking about it. I was like, ah, that'll be a weird thing that maybe we won't play. I don't know. It's a weird year. Who knows? But I think I'm probably going to play that now. Anyway, that's not what you I was You know what do. I wish from a RoboCop game just before we move on? What's that? I was thinking about it and I was like, <clears throat> you know what it, what needs to be in there? I don't know if it is. You know, RoboCop is a satire. Yeah. Of society. I think a, a good RoboCop game would be a satire of video games. Oh, I'd I see. To, I'd love to play a video game that did for the video game, like action video game industry, like what RoboCop did with like American society and corporations and all of that. Sure. I My guess is you're right. They should. My guess is they will. This will be more like the film in that it will tackle societal issues, questions, thoughts, whatever. And from what I've, what I saw from the video and the dialogue, it seems like they're they're dipping into the same uh, pool. And this does it is like a cyberpunk genre game, right? I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, right. Yeah, like capitalism, Illuminati, right? Powerful corporations controlling ultra violence in the streets. Yep. Like it's got all that stuff to it. So. I think there's, I it, like production value wise, it looks good. Obviously, when people get it in their hands and play it, we'll see. Is it fun to play? Yeah. But I'd say you know, like uh, I've said it many times, the combat and everything in Cyberpunk's cool, but it's all, I mean, you kind of own people pretty easily. It's it's yeah. You know, I, I just I think probably it'll be about about as compelling as Cyberpunk combat. So, it is sixty four dollars though, Canadian. Oh, full blown. Uh- well, it's well. I not mean, too bad, not I guess. really, because I guess it's seventy nine ninety nine, but pretty close. So I'm expecting a movie, <laughs> like a narrative. <laughs> so well, maybe the, that'll make it worth the price of entry. If know? the if the game doesn't feature at least one time where he shoots through someone's skirt and gets the guy in the crotch behind her, then uh, no sale. Forget it. I'm out. Not interested. Or what's another famous scene? Like uh, if they don't uh, if they don't have a uh, a prelude prelude where um, the guy from that '70s show blows his hand off or something. I'm <laughs> like, whatever. I need to. I need some. I need references. to get somebody with the data spike that comes out of his hand. Oh like, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I yeah. got get him, and, and there needs to be a big spurt of blood that goes out everywhere. But it reminded me good ultra violence. When I was watching, it reminded me of a mech game weirdly because of the way you control him is like a big lumbering. He's slower, right? He's not sprinting. I mean, did he just throw down his iconic gun to pick up a different gun, or did he put it away and pick up a different He put gun? it away in his pants. And, oh, God. Okay. And now he's using other like, guns. Yeah. You know, the iconic RoboCop gun, and then he's like, here's an Uzi. <laughs> Get rid of this. <laughs> just chuck it to the side. Yeah, I would be, uh, I would, that would upset me. I wouldn't be happy about him throwing that away, especially in the first like mission. Come on now. That gun matters. That gun matters a lot. But I but I also get they want some variety. So yeah, of course he'll pick up other weapons. But I think this looks really nice. I want to play. I'll try it. it. I'll try it. I'll see what it's see what it's like. I don't know if I'll buy it, but I'm I'm certainly curious. I do like RoboCop. Yeah, he says things like uh, "drop your weapon" or um, what else? Um, what's your name, son? Opper Murphy. He says as he walks away. <laughs> yeah, you know what. You always say that. He never says that. <laughs> he never does. I know. Let's just, just be clear for anybody that thinks he, he never says, says that, that? that movie. He never says once. Officer Murphy. Not, not Doesn't once. He? Doesn't he at least say not Officer Murphy? Not a single time. <laughs> Come on now. Not a single time in RoboCop does he say Officer Murphy. Well, I think <laughs> he does. Does nope. he? 
Guarantee you. Oh, wait. Now I got to know. It's going to bug me. Ask, ask oh, here it is. GPT. I have the ending. I'm going to play some audio. Let's see what we get. I don't know if this is going to be, if this is going to work or, or if this is going to, uh, the, what's your name, son? Yeah. What's your name, son? Here it is right here. Murphy. Here it goes. Wait, where is that part? Oh, this is the, this is not, it's too soon. Okay. Here it goes. Puts the gun away. Shuts it, turns, walks away. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Murphy. <laughs> Just Murphy. There you go. Ah! There you go. Ah! And where does Officer <laughs> Officer Murphy come from? From Scott. That's where it comes from. It, it comes, comes from, from Scott. Me. I think I have completely memed that wrong and done that. I've done that since <laughs> well, what eighty seven. I think that's when out? memes become reality because you say the joke so much that it's you, just like yeah. Luke. I'm your father. Not in Star Wars. Not yeah. a line. Yeah, it's the, this is the same effect. It's fine. And he also doesn't. Yeah, chat pointed it out right then too. He also doesn't sound like a robot when he says it. He no, says it like, like a person because he doesn't. We have that in the family that. too. Like my brother or sister. One of them got, you know, you get like a toilet seat uh, smallerizer for a toilet. Smallerizer. Child's, yeah, like you make the hole uh, smaller. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The baby. So we, we, had a, we had a wooden one, you know, built by somebody who just cut a hole in wood. It's, it was varnished and stuff. It wasn't just like a piece of lumber. It was nice. Okay. No slivers? But, bum slivers? my brother and sister argue about who got it stuck in their head as a baby. And it's to the point they've argued about it so much over the years because we had to saw it out because they got their head in. We couldn't get it out. So we had to get a hacksaw and cut the damn thing. But they're both convinced they're the ones that had it happen to them that nobody even knows what really happened. And we were all there for it. (laughs) Like I was there and my mom was there. You know, everyone's like, it's at a point now where it's just like, we have no idea who's right. And they're both convinced it was them. Yeah. Family legends. That's how those work. I think that's probably the same thing. We, we hear it or see it or build it in our heads. And then later, that's just how we recall it. He doesn't even say, he doesn't even say Murphy, which is how I, in my head, he goes, upper Murphy. Like he just says it (laughs) wrong. But I've clearly done that to myself. But it's because he is Officer Murphy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He does say his name. Yep. He does talk weird when he's doing a robot. You just kind of combine it all together and you go, Murphy. <laughs> like, it's yeah. fun to say. It's fun to do. No one's faulting you for it. I just think it is a fun factoid that he never says. Yeah. That. And we just, this is the first time this has been truly cleared up right here on the air on core. Look what you guys tuned into tonight. Amazing. Amazing. Be glad you listen to our show and not some other dumb podcast. Uh, we got some news uh, wow. that we're going to talk about. The uh, Speaking of Cyberpunk, which we've been playing and talking a lot about in the last couple of weeks, there was an announcement made, and this caught me by surprise. I didn't know this was happening, and I also didn't know the people involved, and now I'm over the hill excited. I'm so excited about this. Live action Cyberpunk 2077 project is underway. This is from the media company Anonymous Content. They're responsible for such things as Mr. Robot, True Detective, uh, they, a couple of films as well. Let me pull those up. Uh, the, Reve- uh, the Revenant, Spotlight, um, yeah. a couple other things. Anyway, uh, they're looking for a screenwriter now. That's, the, that's the, where they're at. Uh, but this is happening. It's, it's going. And they're going to make a live-action, hardcore, uh, if True Detective, Mr. Robot, or any comparison. Uh, sort of a hardcore take on that world. And I think they're shopping it primarily to HBO. One article said 
uh, can end up somewhere else, but HBL slash Max may get it. Um, I am so all for this. And here I, I thought it'd be fun, obviously, obviously, to talk about it, but also talk about what we want out of it and what I want out of it. I don't think I want V's story. We already have that. What I think I want is a, is new stories told in that in that world, in Night City and and surroundings, you know, in, in that world, in that minutia, but not let's not just trudge the game out. Like kind of like the, the, the anime did a great job of this. It wasn't the anime wasn't about V. I mean, there are references to the game, but it's mostly like a separate storytelling happening in that world. And I think that's what made the anime so cool. So do that with this and tell us some new stories, some new characters, some crazy take down the corpo overlord cyberpunk bullshit. I'm ready for it. John, what do you think? What do you want out of this? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the same boat. It's funny because we've also been hearing talk about what the sequel to Cyberpunk 2077 might be. CD Projekt Red confirmed they're in the conceptual phase for it uh, to a point where people even said, like, hey, do you regret it being first person? Are you going to switch to third person or anything? And they're like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. We still don't know. We're figuring it out. Um, but, you know, I, with where I'm at in the game, I'm going to miss the hell out of V and Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. At the same time, that feels like my personal experience. I would only want that experience to continue in the game. Like that's the only place I want to see those characters again. Right. Because the second you cast, and we said this about Mass Effect, saying you cast V, you have undone my vision of it. Yep. Like, and, and just about anybody. Oh, like, V vision. No. Hmm. Oh. <clears throat> We see what so, you did, John. That's pretty good. Like you can put Johnny Silverhand in it if you're going to get Keanu Reeves, and I think that could be awesome. Mm. But I, I don't really want to see just a retelling of the story from the game. Mm. Uh, so I'm kind of with you. I'd rather see a side story, something else from the world. Um, I think one of the big strengths that something like Cyberpunk has over Mass Effect is that there are plenty of stories in that world that work. Mass Effect wound up being so big and so Reaper focused that it's hard to get out of the way of that story to tell something else in that universe. There's plenty of other stories you can tell, but you kind of always have to deal with this big Reaper thing that happens somewhere in that timeline. Is that TV show coming out or is that still on the way? I think that's still a a thing. Yeah. Same with the Fallout uh, show. Same deal. They're both being. But I think like. Cyberpunk is both a really big story, but also not so world encompassing that you can't tell a hundred other stories from Night City or the areas around with those characters and have it be interesting. So uh, I, I'm with I, you. Let it be a, a side a side thing. Uh, and let it breathe you know, on at most again, I wouldn't mind seeing Keanu Reeves because there is a, there is this feeling when you play the game that even though you're having your story and your character V is having this experience. And there are big things moving, big chess pieces moving around in your story. There's always a feeling just walking down the street when I play that game that I just passed 500 other interesting stories that are just surface level to me. But if I went and poked a little bit, I would find out, wow. I mean, even if the game doesn't support that, the point is like, I'll see a stretch limo fly past and go, who's in there? What is that about? What the frick is going on there? Or I'll see an altercation in the street and get a little bit of dialogue above their heads. Doesn't even result in a quest, but it's enough to spark my imagination about whole other set of something going on over there. 
I wouldn't mind seeing some of this from the perspective of a cop, uh, you know, working in a place like this. Like, there's all sorts of shit you could do. Uh, Bo, yeah, millions of people in Night City. So, yeah. What do you th- yeah. What do you think? I mean, you're a big story TRPG guy, tabletop uh, RPG guy, and you love well, I, the source. So, what do you think? Sure, they're gonna. Uh, there's a recurring theme now with their content, which is comes from the pen and paper, which is not about how you live; it's about how you die. Mm. So I don't think they're, you know, I'm not expecting like this week's adventures on the Witcher or something. <laughs> I, I'm feeling like it's going to be a cast and they're all going to die. Yeah. And so it's whatever story they're going to tell with that, I think is how it's going to go. I expect that's how the sequel is going to go too. Mm. You're going to play a new protagonist, hopefully with a path to progression, uh, that makes sense. And, um, like a path to, you know, something a little more linear, like you suck to you're a pro. Um, but it'll be a whole unique tale involving new people, new experiences. Yeah. I don't think. But there is a nihilistic think, quality to the world, right? Like nihilism is core to its to well, its the, vibe. Yeah, like life is cheap. Yeah, like you know, you, you and the, the only thing that matters. It's like a it's more like a Viking. You know, they always want to get to Valhalla in combat. It's kind of like. Jackie Wells goes out at, in the middle of a glorious heist against Arasaka. He gets a drink named after him at the afterlife. Like that's the best you can hope for. You're otherwise just another piece of worthless synth synth meat yeah. that the city churns out and spits out every day. And you know, uh, you can buy guns from vending machines. Like it literally no one cares. Like it's take everything that you find horrifying today and and just make it a normal part of everyday life yeah and that's the crappy world that night city is so i don't expect there to be like some oh here's a series of characters with complex emotions that will follow throughout their career i'm like pretty much they're all gunning to die you know like yeah yeah. maybe they treat it more like um that is not a one-to-one obviously but like you know walking dead has characters that have carried through since the beginning it's but a not a good many. example of what i don't think it will be <laughs> well there's only like one or two people who've made it through right and i'm not saying this is a survival no, I kind know of show mean. yeah carol's around forever or whatever yeah or Norman but, but you never know who it's going to be and major people go the most major of people went in that show at some point um people die that shouldn't die like you can get a lot of mileage out of i think a property like cyberpunk by establishing characters that you do really like and you invest in only to find out in episode nine, they get off in a very unceremonious, horrible way. And it fits. It's like part of the, you know, that story works for it. Like, I kind of like that. If, if the world can be done right, the, the Mr. Robot DNA here is a really hopeful thing for me because when I watch that show, I get similar feelings, you know, it's not Sam Esman that's working on it. like it's just a production it's a production company, company like, yeah so it's not necessarily cheesy writers. stuff too you were plucking the highlights i went to their website and it's like yeah okay you know i it, it doesn't it maybe means something but i wouldn't i'm pretty sure i mean cd project red has like made a good good decision in hiring trigger so hopefully they've made another good decision with who they've gone with but yeah you know yeah i hope so we don't know who's working on it it might be tarantino and it might be like all right <laughs> We need to see what cyberpunks are like when they don't wear shoes, please. You oh, know? do yourselves well, a favor. I, I think, oh, go ahead, John. Go ahead. I, I think that that's kind of the strength of the cyberpunk universe is that um, it, it doesn't have to be one thing. Like, 
that it is not necessarily just like, oh, well, we know it's going to be a balls to the wall action, you know, anti-corporate thing. It probably will be. But like even within the context of the game itself, they touch on elements of mysticism. They touch on elements of Illuminati. They touch on elements of, you know, corporate greed. Sure. Big explosive action. Yes. But like, uh, you know, mental state with cyber psychosis and stuff like that. Like there's a ton of things that it touches on. It could literally be anything like even looking at, you know, again, the, the body of work that they list, you could see a Mr. Robot style story set in the cyberpunk universe. You can see a true detective style story set in the cyberpunk universe. Like it is not impossible to tell these stories because it doesn't really fit in that world. Like that world fits a, a broad set of narratives. And so I feel like it could really be just about anything. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you think we get, you think they'd go as far this is HBO. They can do a lot, right? So they could probably go, ah, the skeevy underbelly and the whole doll thing. And then check it out as big dildo store here. And look at the, look at all this debauchery that's going on in this world. Like I almost if feel like they you can't need to. curse or do ultra violence. It's not worth doing. Yeah. It's not even worth doing. Exactly. Right. It's well, like, there are things that are hallmarks of the show. And one is like savage, Ultra violence for yeah, it has to be, and also you probably dig you probably like the anime, you'd probably give uh Ripper Docs a little bit more uh intensity, right? Because the like game Craven, uh, you know, uh, entertainments, right? Yeah, 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 even the anime, not for the kids, unless you want them to see what Japanese uh porn in brain dance form looks like. There's you know, that in the show, like it's yeah. You know, I'm expecting like them to to have that as well. You know, the what, what is it three the three mouth girl that you see all the time? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. the advertisements. Yeah, yeah. maybe she's Elf Guard. What if she's I your mean, main the character? Of times where I hear oh, and I <laughs> think right. there's a guy around the corner. It's a stupid ad for or, orgasmatron or whatever or, or, or yeah. organic or the organic mom. There's orgasm. a there's a mom one where it's a lady doing that, and you come around the corner. It's this big old spread spread eagle looking. 45 year old mom lady up there yeah. and it's just like okay that ad needs to be pulled. i was in i was in corpo plaza the other day and there's just a full-on billboard of like pov porn i don't even couldn't even tell you what the product was it was just <laughs> it's like it's just here in the city like in this world it's just yeah it's just there you know we're not quite there yet in, in this world but you know the juxtaposition is interesting though from a storytelling perspective like i said last week takamura standing there next to this horrendous advertisement but he's so stoic and we are going to go do this thing and take down the family once and for all and i'm like can we go uh, can we go to the ramen hut up the street because all i can think about is this dude bent over in tiny little uh leather pants barfing in the toilet can we go oh that? watson watson horror it's a great tv show yeah I- <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's a very popular it's Wednesdays. I think it's on Wednesdays on eight 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 uh, at eight p.m. on N sixty four or what is the channel N sixty five N sixty four. I like that. It's N something N thirty two. It's something. Okay, let's say N sixty four. Well, if they can do it uh, and pull it off well, then I'm all for this. And I think people are kind of in the mood right now for good video game adaptations. It was this very year that we got the amazing Last of Us adaptation. Why not continue that trend and? Make something cool. So I am excited. And they and other news goes with this. John mentioned it. They're working on the new game. It's in conceptual stage. 
There was there was news what last year that the next game would be all they're moving all to Unreal Five engine stuff uh, yeah. and away from their own engine, which could just mean interesting things visually. Although this game's beautiful, so I don't know. I don't know. I think it turned. This out game great. looks better than anything that came out this year. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really like, something. I'm playing it and I'm just like, why? How does it look this good? Like yeah. the amount of times I still stop, and again, you're not looking at a beautiful vista. You're looking at a shit and piss covered street with a it billboard a lot of, of uh, yeah. ass farting in a man's face while he goes <laughs> like it's uh, it's not it's not a great world but boy does it look good while you're looking at it you're like yeah. oh my god like I can't even turn on ray tracing it. and I think this game is like one of the best looking games I've ever seen in my life yeah it's it's insane how good looking this game is still yeah. so it stands there's a lot of character to, to it and there's a lot of a lot of it it's not just oh here's where the main mission happens we we made extra sure to make the buildings nice because it's an msq area you know no. it's like hard to tell like they've just designed the city right yeah. so that's yeah, a, and great. that's a big that's a big bite to chew when you're talking about film pro- or television production because you want to re- replicate that stuff as as well as you can and kind of give it that feeling kind of blade runner feeling of this is a huge wet city that is bustling everywhere. Nobody can move two inches without being in somebody's way. Like all of that stuff just needs to come off the screen and in the right hands, this can be done really well. So I'm, I'm personally very excited. We're not going to see dinky for years. It's going to be a while. Yeah, it's a long while. Yeah. Cause they're just getting but it's a, I think that's a tough thing going from live action to this, you know, in terms of the feeling. Yeah. The anime did a lot because it's anime. The way they were able to capture the action and the colors and stuff was just like, I don't, I would have, you would have, to, it would, it's almost going to like do a disservice to the TV show because you're going to have to wipe that particular flavor, I think, from your mind. I mean, who knows? It'd be nice if they had more of that up their sleeve. I'd I'd go for more anime in the meantime. I think that's a testament to how good the graphics are, though, is that I can watch the anime and go, oh my gosh, that's that place from the game. And this also looks really cool on its own. And then I can go into the game and I don't go, oh, it doesn't look like the anime. It, I, I watched the uh, anime in the game. There's a, there's a. I did. I did yeah. that too. What? Yeah. Where's yeah. this? Where do I go? What I, I, it, it, it shows it on the map as like a quest. So you won't miss it eventually. Mm. But um, it's like, it's, you know, side, it's a yellow quest marker. So it's like an important side gig. And you go to some building and it's closed. And maybe it's, I think that it's, building might be David's in the TV apartment. show. Yeah. yeah, it's David's apartment. And you, you, there's some cyberware. What are they, uh, brain dance uh, goggles in a trash can and you put it on and then it shows you <laughs> an anime clip that isn't in the anime. It's nothing. It's just the opening. No, it like, is. It's the opening to the anime. Oh, it's it the is? first okay. thing you see. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I just started rewatching yeah. the anime because I'm oh, so, okay. all so, in. So, it's just yeah. a cyber, psycho cyber attack from the beginning of the show, but it's, um, it's for, I was like, oh, it did fit. Like it wasn't jarring to go from anime to the game. It like it fit. I just felt, Oh, okay. They yeah. do a good job yeah, of that. It's it's absolutely crazy. That quest, by the way, will get you David's jacket. If anybody's oh, like, I do want. I'm still working on I it. I want to wear David's jacket. There you go. Yeah. That's how you get it. But yeah. um, it's 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 just crazy. Like usually, especially when you have something that's very stylized. And Scott, you know this about me. Like I like. I'm very particular about my art, my art style, yeah. and my aesthetic. Yeah. Going from the anime to the game in this case 
doesn't jar me at all. Yeah. And that's a real feat because normally I would pick one or the other and yeah. go, well, I like it here, but I don't like it. Totally here. agree. <clears throat> in this case in particular, like I'm, I'm usually, I don't know. I, I don't know which way I would go normally with, with a difference like that. Like I'm trying to get another example. It's Castlevania doesn't really work. Cause we don't have like a, a big 3d game to compare it to right now, but but that Castlevania anime is really cool. Like I'm, I jive on that style big time and I kind of would need the game to adhere to stylistic well, choices in there now. He's doing a new anime too. That's a big deal. I think. What is it? Sorry. The who? The guy who did Castlevania. I was reading an article. I can't remember. What oh, it was they have something new coming. Cause they just put out a new season of that. The final season of that. I think. Yeah. The showrunner is working on something else though, but it's kind of, what was it? Ooh, excited. I really like, like that series. It, it seemed, the way they made it seem like it's a bit of an auteur, you mm. know, whatever. Right. What, who was it? I don't Eddie know. Shankar? I can't remember. Larry, the Sorry. anime guy. I have no idea. Uh, well, while we're on the subject, we may as well just do this. Uh, let's talk about what we game, we played this week. In our shared list, Cyberpunk's still a thing. Um, we're still playing it. Um, I will say that I am deep into Phantom Liberty. However, I hit that wall of, I got to wait for Idris Elba to call me back. They do this in the main <laughs> campaign yeah. as well. You know, the one I'm talking about. <clears throat> and um, Takamura did this to me once or twice. And yes, you can do some, some of those things are quest gated. And some of those things are, you just have to wait. And if you don't feel like doing side stuff, you can just set your clock and do a 48 hour jump or whatever. But in this case, I went, all right, that's cool. I'll leave Dogtown for a while and work on some other stuff because I'm still playing the main campaign as well on this playthrough. And uh, I got so busy doing uh, doing other stuff over there that I don't think I've done... I, don't, I haven't done whatever gets him to call me yet, but I've cleared out a ton of the uh, Night City PD jobs. Bo is right. You want to make a bunch of money? Do that. Yeah. Great way to make money. Um, yeah. And find cool gear, by the way. I found some cool shit just clearing those out. A um, couple of psych cyber psycho missions, you know, that kind of stuff. And I got so wound up inside stuff in the old part of the game that I have yet to get back there. So I'm at that part. Uh, we're not going to spoil anything today, but John, you got to, you apparently something pops off pretty shortly after where oh, I, I wanted to say, just, just before you start, if yeah. you guys, you guys can talk spoilers. I'll just headphones off. If you guys want to talk. No, no, I'm, no. I don't think we're going to get too spoilery, but I, I am curious because you hadn't gotten there yet, Scott. Yeah. So uh, what are your impressions of the expansion so far? Like well, non spoilery. What are your thoughts on Dogtown as a location and kind of the general tone and way that it kicks off? I'm glad you last asked. Last week I said, it kicks off in a big way. Yes. <laughs> I don't I think you you agree. I do agree. And here's right. here's what's funny, because I in my head, we talked about this, but really it was mostly you had talked about that intro and I hadn't gotten there. Um, so I did. So after the show last week, I got to the Elba stuff. It was after after you dealt with the um, the voodoo boys and all that. And uh, I chose differently this time, by the way, on the Voodoo Boys thing. That was interesting because last time I chose a different way. I won't say how that works, but it does change things. There's some Yeah, I did stuff the same there. thing. Like it, it went very different for me this time. Yeah, it was fun to, to do that and see experience it differently. But anyway, uh, I went out there. And when you say I went out there, that's a weird thing to say because Dogtown isn't just a thing you walk into. Um, it is later. <laughs> 
<laughs> but initially it is a walled off terrifying place that you can't get in edgewise because it is guarded to the hilt with a billion cops. And I even tried getting in there uh, a couple of different ways to see if I could for, uh, force my way through and it'll let you try. <laughs> it won't let you succeed necessarily. I died a lot and went back to a save and kept trying it. But anyway, I eventually figured out what I needed to do. Um, it really does kick off. Actually, my very first impression was I was slightly annoyed because when it started, there was a, I was like, is this just going to be like three sequences in a row where I'm climbing something? Like there is a lot of climbing in that first part of that, uh, of that content. And I just thought, this is a weird bit of filler. I hope they don't have this as a filler throughout this, this area, because prior to this in the game, there really isn't much of that. There's not a lot of climb, climb this thing and find the path and <clears throat> get the little cubby hole and go through there and then keep climbing. It was all like, like almost like 3d platformer stuff. And I thought, well, I don't know if I'm going to love that. I, w- I was wrong. That was very small. It was like nothing. And once I got past that, um, and got into Dogtown. What a what a reveal for me anyway. Coming out of that little hole and having it open into that market space in there with trash piles over here and dudes hawking bullshit over here and cops kicking people around and it felt like you know how it I don't know if it holds up now but if you see like Total Recall the the inner Mars stuff that was like the slum area of parts of Mars I'm getting that vibe big time from Dogtown. And it is so my vibe in there. You were right about the kind of Mad Max vibe in there. Um, it's incredibly detailed <clears throat> the way, I mean, and it's a trash heap, most of it, but it's done in such a way that it just feels lived in and really well thought out and designed. Like just from that aspect alone, I fell in love with that, that content almost immediately. And, um, you know, going through those derelict buildings that used to be big, fancy hotels. Now they're just, you know, shit shows is just so my my vibe and uh I loved all that stuff. So also to say to put it lightly, things do really kick off. I'm speaking of uh let's call it a this won't be a spoiler. Let's call it a cyber possession. You know what I'm talking about? Uh oh, you guys can talk about it. I'm going to definitely. No, I don't I I don't want to give anything away though. I don't want to give any story points away. But John, you know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. That did I didn't see that coming. That was scary as shit. Um, <laughs> oh boy, Scott, I, I know. See, this is why I keep hearing is that I'm not even like, that's like nothing compared to what I'm heading toward. Um, but I liked that the, I liked that this expansion has late title card. So you do a ton of stuff and I just thought I would treat it like a mission, like the rest of the game. But eventually you get to a point where it goes Phantom Liberty and so, you know, puts text up on the screen. You're like, Oh, they're really making this like a, its own thing. And it's, you know, very, even though the rest of the world's accessible and I can keep coming back and forth and stuff, um, at least later in the, in that mission you can, but I guess initially you're sort of trapped in there for a while, but it is really, really good so far. Like I said, I got to the point where he says, I'll give you a call. And then I have not been back in there. And then we got a message from John saying, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I've I've officially scared Scott with my progress. So I've beaten the Phantom Liberty main story. Mm. Um, there's still plenty of side stories and side things to do. There's even some like direct. It is a little weird. They give you credits for Phantom Liberty, which feels a little jarring because it's in the middle of the game. 
uh, the overall game, but like even like there are some post credit missions that pop up as well as just side stuff that I hadn't done. Um, but I I have beaten it, and I put the fear into Scott because uh, the fear got put into me. Uh, <laughs> I did not anticipate that Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, would be a very appropriate October release by being one of the scariest games I've played this year. Wow. Uh, I don't know even what to make of that. Like scary and like Resident Evil kind of jump scare. Like what? Describe it without telling us what it is so that we I can't. I can't describe it without telling you. All right. I'll tell you that it it. At times, reminded me of Alien Isolation. Oh man! Not connected to it. That's just. If I was going to compare it to a game, that's probably the game I would compare it to. Great. Um, so now here's some hope for you, Scott, because I, I did send Scott a message this week and I just said, I got bad news, Scott. You're not going to be able to finish Phantom Liberty <laughs> unless you like stream it with me guiding you or something yeah. like you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, and I. I, I asked my wife, I said, come here, look at this. And she watched me play through a segment like this. <laughs> she was leaned back in her chair. And by the time it was done, she said, this is the most anxiety I've gotten watching you play anything ever. Wow. That's and not small. That's I, a big deal. I was not, I was not expecting this. However, Scott, there is hope for you. Uh, but I'm going to be mean on top of it. Oh, it turns out that you might not experience this part of the game at all. Oh, really? Why? Because of a choice Possibly. I've already made or something? There are uh, there are four new endings to uh, I believe four endings total to um, Phantom, Phantom Liberty. Liberty. OK. And uh, they hinge pretty heavily on a couple major choices. Uh, and apparently not only do the endings matter, but the content you see that leads you to the end is impacted by the choices you make as well. So it's not just a case of, oh, well, I chose X, so I see ending Y. Um, it's a case of, like, I chose X, so the game goes in this direction, as opposed to I chose this, now the game's going in a completely different direction. Okay. So um, at least one of those are, are, is a major choice. Okay. You might not make the same choice. You might not have to do what I did, but I will not tell you what choice I made. Yeah. Uh, and even if I did, I would probably lie to try and make sure you went down the same path as me. <laughs> so I don't think I'd be a good person because I really want, I really want you to experience this. I'm gonna be so sad if this isn't the direction you go, knowing how much you love horror games. Um, I really want this to be the path for you, but, uh, I don't, and I don't know for all I know, the other path might be scarier. I haven't seen it. I just know that it's different. Mm. Uh, that's all I really know. Be funny but, if I chose the path that just made Idris Elba go boo one time. And that was the scary as it got. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. just, he just turns around and jumps, jumps just out of gives a car me a jump. at you. Yeah. That'd be great. So, uh, yeah, it's great. It's a fantastic piece of DLC. Again, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, People should I, I, play so it. So I don't want to talk plot, but it just it touches on a lot of genres, and I think it does really well. It shows 
all the confidence of a team that understands the game, the world, and what they're making, and it leans into the strengths of that extraordinarily well. Yeah. Um, there is some really, really cool stuff. Like a list of things that I, I would say, and I, I love cyberpunk. Like I've done a 180 on this game so hard. Like it's maybe one of my favorite video games ever made. Like yeah. from a game I didn't want to touch when it first came out to now possibly one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Um, Same. If I was to make a short list of things that I was like, yeah, I wish something like this was in there. I feel like Phantom Liberty checks that box. Oh, interesting. Like, the yeah. amount of times I did something or something happened where I was like, man, it would be cool if they did more with this in the game. Um, it it does it. So I can I, really, I can say really with really with like a lot of, of of confidence that last week the thing we talked about was, boy, one thing about Cyberpunk, as much as I love it, is they never quite reach that introductory assault on the tower. Uh, mission as well later like later on nothing quite was as big as that and they really played their cards early i can now confidently say even though i'm not even to the part john's talking about yet phantom liberty has already provided a number of set pieces that have exceeded that in terms of scope and and memory and like oh my gosh what did i just do uh it's very good and there is a it's funny you say confidence there there is a palpable sense of confident game direction. I can, it feels different in, in Dogtown than other places in the game. And not that it's bad in other places of the game, but the other places in the game don't have what I'm feeling there, which is this very deliberate story point stuff. You were right about, by the way, the actors, none of them skip a, skip a beat. They all sound like they were in the same recording session when they did all this. New really stuff. good. Like, yeah. and Idris Elba has got a presence, man. Oh, big. Like, I've never felt really like intimidated by a video game character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not in a, like I might be intimidated by the amount of hit points they have or like, Oh, I got to fight this thing. But like he just has a presence that is somehow conveyed through his model and delivery and the way you meet him and all of that. Like, yeah. there's just again, there's something about it. There's just that weird magic to it. There's it's, a there's a sense of um, there's a really cool sense of artistry too with just some very simple things they could have skipped. Like uh, when you need to be introduced to Idris Elba, this is not a spoiler. Um, that has to happen, you know, on his terms. So there's a there's a thing where you're supposed to go meet this mysterious character you don't know who he is at a place where there are people just playing some pickup basketball and there's a bunch of people watching it and I won't talk about the Idris Elba part because it's not the part I want to talk about. What blew me away is that they did all that setup just for that moment, which is such a tiny moment, but such a crucial important moment for the kind of relationship you're going to have with that character, the kind of character Idris Elba is playing. And they went to all of the extremes of having people mo-capped playing basketball and having not just the same looped plays back and forth, but actually playing what looked like a very natural outcome of a game of pickup ball. And people are sitting up on giant risers and, uh, you know, very unsafe, un-OSHA approved locations to watch this game. And there's something about that entire setup where I went, you didn't have to do any of this. Like this meeting could have been a text, but somehow you you decided to go all in for it, and it really shows. And I really respect that a lot. Games yeah. rad. Bo, where are you now? I know you haven't you haven't even touched the PL yet. The play, the Phantom Liberty. It's still no, a Phantom. I'm, 
I'm working my way through the gigs and uh, the side gigs and the NCPD hot points. Nice. So I'm, I've cleared Watson, Japantown, Corpo Plaza, or City Center, I should say, Westbrook, and I'm working on Santo Domingo and the Badlands, and then I'll pick up the side quests again. You probably have a lot 50, of money, right? I have 50 street cred. Yeah, I got like a ton of cars. I got the all the I got a couple of hideouts. I bought one of the Corpo Plaza, the Corpo Plaza in City Center, which is nice as a coffee maker and a record player. <laughs> all the things you want. <clears throat> Man, and I bought he, a car called the Avenger. I love the way that thing looks. The thing is so nice. Yeah, I, I, I love my car in that game. I'm, I'm so fully, proud of it. Yeah. I'm fully kitted out in legendary cyberware. I got two like trees up to twenty. Like I'm, I'm gonna go into Phantom Liberty as maximum Merc. I just really need to remember the context and the immersion of the story before I head over there. So I understand. I didn't skip. I didn't skimp. I'm not sure if that's gonna matter or not. It's hard to tell, and I've been avoiding spoilers. So really, it just whatever. I'm just. I, I again, I, I've always felt the game is out of order. I feel like you, you don't earn the rep you get right from the start, and and it bothers me. So I usually go through when I play the game. The couple of times I've played through, is I always do the side missions and and nobody gigs first and build my rep and then do the story content. You're a true RP guy in this case. You're yeah, you RP feel right. Shit. I just hate it. I just, you know sometimes sometimes like um in games when they don't account for a decision you make it's like okay it happens sometimes like you know but it just doesn't feel earned. I, I just I, I just hate it. Like just like all of a sudden all the most important people in the Night City uh job world like know who I am. Yeah. Although Rogue puts it well at one point where she's just like you're like I'm not putting you on jobs with anyone. You, you, the one job you had, you messed up so spectacularly that you, I can't. You you have to work alone. Yeah. And yeah. I, like, I mean, oh. I guess, and I'm not trying to say you're wrong. It's just my take has always been, my take has always been that you lucked into that job that you were intended to be probably a bit of a patsy. Like we never are really going to know how Dex would have played it. Had you been successful? No, you were going to get shot. They were clearly a patsy. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like you were just going to be a means to an end. And, uh, so I don't think it's really that crazy that you're in that situation, but I think the fact that you walked away, like the way they paint it, like there are even times where Johnny's like, you you were crazy enough to go into Arasaka Tower, or not Arasaka Tower, but like to go after Arasaka like that. Like that's that takes balls. Like yeah, yeah. he, yeah, like even just, he's impressed. You walk so out of there and you're level was, three. <laughs> to me, the rep was always like a case of I have level two street cred. Like I'm like <laughs> it makes no sense. Fair point. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. Is it's it's a case of you haven't earned it. You got it because you lucked into it. Yeah. And now it's time to like, earn your reputation to it. That's no, how I, I always, I, I understand that it's just, it's a laziness that a lot of RPGs do. And I'll even throw that at Baldur's gate three, right? Gale comes in, he's level one. He's got a tower full of magical items. He's banging a God in your level one. Like it's something we just kind of accept because like eh, it's a video game, but it's, it's like yeah. he's not a level one character. If this is my campaign, Gale's level thirteen, and you've just met a high level character. Like you know that dissonance of just being like, well, let's hand wave and make it so that you know you have the good player experience. To me, is just poor shit. So like I, that's why I get kind of 
grumpy about cyberpunk too because it's like i'm a noob and then it's like there's a cutscene where i'm doing missions i'm like it's playing the game for me like let me do that you know when you and jackie first she's like you're free yeah, let's do jobs yeah. i'm like i should be playing that I, if I was consulted at the design phase, I would say, let me do the tutorial missions and learn to play the game and earn some rep, then get used as a patsy, right? Get fluffed up like you're so amazing. Although, but then everyone would say your game's too it's, slow. They would say, oh, you started, this game's too slow getting started. It took us it's, forever it's, to it's, do something. It's not a Mickey, well, I, I like, okay, so AAA development is we got to, we got to front load it. Like people, you're going to play three hours and decide they're going to hate it. So we got to make sure to, yeah. you know, uh, make, make them, but it doesn't mean to make a good game. Like <laughs> I, I mm. don't like it. Like I'm just like, that. that's terrible. But, mm. hey, I don't know if it's terrible. I think it's just part of the, it's the business. I don't know how else they do it. It's like a movie. You got to catch people early. You can't have two. It's, slow it's like, it's like the, I guess it's like, it's a grognard thing, right? If you're level one in an RPG, you don't get to come from a magical superstar background where you have all this like crazy accomplishment right like mm-hmm. i'm you know i i i led an army and beat a kingdom and then you know fought a dragon and now here i am at level one in the tavern it's like no if you did that stuff you're level 10 you know like the, the roll a level one character and, yeah but um, nobody wants to hear that that story can't be told out so okay so this is this is interesting because as a tabletop gamer like yourself I think what you're saying makes perfect sense. It's it, and it and it can still be a really fun if long drawn out introduction or longer ramp up or whatever. Like that's a perfect analogy for that. But in in interactive media or even just static media like films, television, whatever, I don't think they have that luxury or they just lose like, people. Well, in, in a TTRPG, you don't have to start a level one. Like you could sit down with a bunch of people and roll level 10 characters. Right. Like, you have okay. the flexibility is my point. You don't have to start at level one. What I'm saying is just like the mechanics aren't just arbitrarily dropped in there. They mean something. So if you're a practice wizard, uh, then you're not level one. You have learned magic. You have achieved a level of experience. Sure. And it should reflect what you are. Gale is not a level one wizard, but... Because game experience, mm-hmm. they just shouldn't put a character like Gale that's so amazing in, in the back. I like Gale. I like the voice actor, all that stuff. But he does have, well, I don't know if there's a term for it, just like pretty boy syndrome like, or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just whatever you want to call it. He's already amazing. You know, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Carlac's been in hell for 10 years fighting things, but she's a level one barbarian. Yeah, yeah but don't they, <laughs> like, they don't they make the case across the board that they've all been reset to a degree? Like, I don't like, think so. That, <laughs> no. I, I'm pretty sure that is in the game. Um, where they're like, uh, yeah, used Chad, to be a Chad's big deal. even saying it. His story explains why he's depowered. I, I'm pretty so, sure. But why does Carlac not know how to swing a hammer and throw gnomes? Like it, it makes no sense. It, it, it can hand wave. I mean, it's a game. Whatever. Who cares? I'm just saying, it doesn't hit me as hard in Baldur's Gate three, but it does bug me. Mm. But in Cyberpunk, it bugs me because it robs me completely of my agency. Well, what? Let me ask you this: What if they did the the Metroid tact of? Um, prime or the 2d games where you're a badass from the get-go and then almost every time and you might even say this is trite some not people a, not, 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 a, not a role-playing game no but don't, but still the point is like from a story perspective you've got all you're a super badass 
chicken space laying waste to everything and then all that shit gets taken from you you're more yeah but like I'm, I'm what i say it's not a role-playing game is i'm not getting into the role so i don't care you know like i i understand there's lots of hand waving and lots of narrative stuff yeah right like that like oh i lost my powers again like i get it right but when you're playing a role-playing game you're taking on a role and i just feel when i'm putting myself in the position of the person with agency then it's nice if the things you do are rewarded and progression makes sense versus so funny because I am like, I'm the exact opposite of Bo on this. Like it actually bugs me more that you have to hand wave a bunch of stuff in Baldur's gate than cyberpunk. I think cyberpunk makes perfect sense to me. And I think Baldur's gate, I do the eye roll. Like, okay. <laughs> like chat room saying it right now. Gail's orb eight is natural magic. Carlac is weaker. Cause her engine doesn't work outside in Avernus. Will says the tadpole took away some of his powers. But like I see that and I understand that. Don't have like, okay, I, I get <laughs> like that. Not, yeah. But like your to life me, lived is your experience. To me, Cyberpunk 2077 makes total sense. I don't think there I do here's one thing I do wish uh for uh, for a sequel. I feel like there's a really cool moment early in Cyberpunk where you go um uh where you go to your ripper dock. And you're like, hey, I'm uh, like, no more joking around. I don't want to be a run of the mill gonk. I need to get actual upgrades that matter. I wish there were more moments of that. I like, I think that's a really cool moment where it's like, okay, you're not getting the greatest things in the world. You're getting an eye, you're mm-hmm. getting a hand, and now post 2.0 right. patch, you're getting a skin upgrade to get some armor. Right. Um, I, I think that's a really, really cool moment. And I do kind of wish that we saw more of that, more of that, like, oh God, I've hit a wall and I need to go to a ripper dock to be able to break through that wall. Like, I, I do think that the game could use a little more extension in that regard where it's like, oh, I'm not hitting as hard as I should. I'm not doing this as hard as I should. Time to go get chromed up and feel stronger as a result of it. Or even do it as a story element, John. Like have it. It doesn't have to be necessarily where you're treading water going, well, shit, I can't seem to beat anything right now. I guess I should go. I mean, that's one way of doing it. But I kind of like the idea of uh, a mission pops up and it's like you can't finish it. And then at the end of it, you're like, I got to call Victor. And then you call Victor and Victor's like, well, we should be able to do some stuff for you. Get over here and baby bit. And you go find Victor and there's like a whole point to visiting him again and getting a better upgrade. Like do it that way narratively. Uh, but I agree. Like that would be, I think, I think that yeah. stuff's really cool. I just, but to me, like the getting, getting the job and going on the job and then kind of being, well known like the you know the death of the emperor is a big event and that you kind of get quasi like you're known as being a part of that if not you know directly involved in some way like i don't think the reputation is out of nowhere stories are typically made about the exception not the standard like your right. protagonist usually isn't the guy that had to do a hundred regular ass jobs it's, it's before just, he got recognized. at that point i've only got two weeks to live and then i'm out here doing like daily gigs during rap like i don't know it's, it's just weird i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> like if i'm dying in two weeks i'm like uh, i'm gonna go see people i love and tell them i love like i'm skipping right to johnny silverhand and shooting myself with something like that like it's you know it's like, cause I'm like hanging out. Like, so in my head canon, I'm like, okay, this, this is stuff that happened before the big job, even though the game orders it differently. So you're, so what I take from that, it sounds like to me and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like your big, com- not complaint, but your, your, your problem here is that the game isn't, isn't the pen and paper experience in that way. 
the game that takes narrative I'm a little and tired pushes of, you forward. You no, know, no, I'm a little tired of games that put you uh, on a doomsday clock and then you have forever. Oh. <laughs> like it's I, Baldur's Gate does it in a way, um, and so does uh, so so does Cyberpunk. A lot of games do it, and I just. I don't mind the clock. But I hate timers. The, the clock. The, the, I know it's yeah, a guaranteed it, way to get me. Yeah, to you not want me not to play your game? game? Freaking you know, f the timers! I can't do that. It's shit. not a timer. It's just you're on a doomsday clock. Like if someone tells you it's going to happen at some point to all of us, we're going to get told we got a couple weeks to live and we're going to hate it. But yeah. that's life. Yeah. And like in, in this role play, you're told, "Sorry, schmuck, you put the shard in your head." You're going to die. And it's like, so now what happens is a panic frenzy to find a solution, right? And same with Baldur's Gate. It's like, you have an illithid. Somehow you're not changing, but you got a limited time left. So I'm like, well, let me just go hang out in the Underdark and kill bullets and minotaurs and, you know. Yeah, but see, that's you. you See, that's you, though, saying, okay, so I I think I understand. If you say if you say undercuts the the whole point of, like, the, the... the narrative drive. I like, get I'm it. Like, I get it. If I you mainline that game, at all. if you mainline that game, then you can maintain that sense. I think, but the game gives you this freedom to go do a bunch of other shit on the side if you want to. So you've just elected to take that gameplay advantage of. There's other fun stuff to do if you're not really in the mood for the main story. That's breaking the immersion. Would you rather not have that option? And and the first run of that game just makes you run through everything, and then and then at the end of the game, suddenly everything else opens up. Like how I would just like how would rather you have both? Where like I have a period of not having the doomsday clock, and then once a certain you know if the story tells me oh, you're on a doomsday clock now, then you behave accordingly. You know, like yeah. do you remember when Randy didn't go to Ice Crown because <laughs> Wow didn't explicitly tell him to go to Ice Crown. Yep, that was the thing. And he actually didn't do it. Yeah. And like he actually was like, Well, I'm not gonna go because nobody told me to go there. I have no reason to go there. Yeah, because yeah. your character I can't go to like, Google and figure I feel out like, oh, I'm to go to Ice Crown. I feel like Bo is the exact same as Randy, except he's gonna do it anyway. Bo could play Cyberpunk in the stubborn, like, no, they told me I had a doomsday clock. I'm mainlining the story. If it's not offering me a solution, I'm not doing it. Yeah. But instead he's like, but I gotta play the whole game. <laughs> I'm like, but at the end of the day, I still gotta play the Fun. whole game. I like it. I'm enjoying it. You know, <laughs> sure. I'm just yeah, gonna, you're having a good time. Like, I, it's not it, like none of it's a deal breaker, but you know, we're on the show. We talk about our opinions. That's my opinion. I yeah, think no. when I play it. I think just, it's interesting. I think it's valid. I'm, I'm not trying to say it isn't. Yeah, very valid it. opinion for sure. I it's interesting to me though, because I hadn't really I never really thought of it in those terms because most games I'm okay if people like it too, or you play it the way you want to play. I'm just sure. explaining me. No, no, no. I get it. Most games are funny because they all kind of give you a little bit of this freedom with some exceptions. And the and the exceptions are ones I usually don't like. Like, I don't like to be told there's a, a limit to my time to do a thing. I hate that. Unless it's a short sequence or something. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. But um, so I like the freedom of like, oh, yeah, I can go do all this other side stuff. But you're not wrong. Like, story-wise, it is weird. If, you, if you've been given a, a three-week uh, time frame and you're, this chip's going to kill you, the last thing you would do is go help some cops and find some shit. Like, <laughs> right. Why right. do I care yeah. what Lizzie Wizzy's manager is doing behind her back yeah. when yeah. I have, a, a who knows when I die. Yeah. Like, and this is kind of all know. open world, like, you know, take a quest, go do things kind of games. Like you could say this about Assassin's Creed. You could say it about 
any number of these GTA, same thing. There's, there's always these crucial story points and you're like, yeah, that's fine, but I'm going to go run over hookers and, you know, buy guns and shit. Yeah. I, I think that's why I insist on playing that way because I like the game. Even what John expressed yesterday, I love being in the world. There've been times where I'm just driving and I don't even like racing games or driving games, but it's kind of fun just to turn on yeah. the radio and drive in the game. Like, yeah. I'm like, so I want to enjoy the game without the doomsday clock. They've given you one option. Game starts, doomsday clock, you're going to die. And it's like, well, can I have a period of time where I can play and just be in this horrifying world stress-free? I mean, you can. can I get that. But... You can break immersion <laughs> yeah. and say, and there's no doomsday <laughs> clock. You, I know you can, yeah. but yeah. I like to RP my game. I like to get into the game and say, like, if I'm this character... It's not necessarily me, but as this character, what are my decisions? What are my motivations? How am I emotionally feeling? I'm st- my conversations with people. I'm starting to get not a lot of people have as much internal dialogue about decision making as maybe I do when I play. It's not a competition. I just yeah. And when things don't make sense like that, it's just I find it. I'm like, you guys could have done better. <laughs> you know, if you're sure. a dev listening to this, I'm sorry. You guys could have done better. Like, it, great game, ten. I'll give it a ten. I slap a ten on it, like I say. But you still could have done better. Well, if hope enough, the sequel. Yeah. I hope there's a doomsday clock in part two. Like we did that. Let's do something different. <laughs> if they, yeah, if no, they, I would, I would yeah, I would agree with that. I don't want to retread that. But um, it, it maybe if enough people were, you know they got a sense that enough people either internally at CD project red or people like you players, like you wanted this sort of thing, maybe the next game, if they're, well, let's just say uh, another game does this. And there is some sort of constant reason that we got to hurry this up because the world's going to end or whatever that you can choose at the beginning of that game and say, I just want to do that and then leave all the extras till the end. And I'll, then I'll deal with those for funsies. But right now I want you me to, I want you game to make me player focus on what needs to be done here and then later open it up. And then for all the rest of us who are just like, no, I'd rather just have it all then let them do that. Like that seems like a choice you, you could make as a dev. You could, you could build your game like that and it'd be okay. Yeah, I just, I think it's the doomsday part that bugs me. Not even so much that you do a big heist in the beginning. I think it's the doomsday clock. Most of all, because even when you finish the game, you can still play the rest of the content. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just you're still you gonna, right outside. You're still going to die. Like yeah. it, it, most of them are like hopeless endings where it's like, man, you got a couple of weeks going to drive off into the sunset with Pan Am and we're going to bang until I die. And that's oh. like, that's one of the endings, you know, it's just like, Oh, by the way, I found out there's a mod you can uh, make it so that, uh, uh, Judy will, will, will let me romance her even as a dude, but it's a mod. You have to run <laughs> PC mod. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna get a mod, Scott? No, because it you also just wanted to protect her. I thought this wasn't about banging. I, at I all. do, I so I'm not gonna do it. To... It cracked me up, and I thought about it for a minute. But then I also thought, well, I don't. That actually is weird. That's me taking this character I I have got this empathy for and saying, <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna make weirder. you be this thing. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make yeah. you like what I want you to like. I don't. Gonna, I'm not basically, doing that. you're gonna you're gonna degayify her. That's what you're. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that and it's kind of like. Do I really want to reflect that to the world when no. I tell them what I did? You're like, I don't want to de-gayify I don't anybody. want to de-gayify I want anybody. To be yeah. what they are, exactly. Even though it's a fictional character, you're allowed to have whatever fantasy. In theory, you can tailor your fantasy however you want it. But still, it doesn't feel right, does yeah, it? I'm proud of you, Scott. Yeah. I think everybody at some point in their life has to come to terms with the person that they like just isn't that into them. Yeah, I'm going to be a celibate 
this is a celibate playthrough. You're okay. Not. Oh. <laughs> well, no, there's I joy toys, no. dude. No, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm going to, no, no, for real. I'm going to do this. So like, I've got like, the whole thing. You know, when you all, you come to a bar and it's like a quest and you sit down and they go, and the option is to drink or not drink or turn it down or whatever. I'm turning yeah, all that no. down. All the vices are getting turned down. When Johnny wants me to take a drag on a cigarette, F off. I'm not doing it. I thought uh, you already did it though. In the old, in the my first run, I did not in this one. Oh. You can, you can, but you have you still. There's still other options for you. You can let Johnny take over for a bit oh, and have Scott's going to be straight edge. This oh, that is going to be a problem though. Are you going to let Johnny take over? Because what if he ruins your temple? Uh, that's a good he, point. Yeah, he's he's going to go after Rogue <laughs> in a heartbeat. As soon as he takes over, that that man. Well, as long as I don't have, um, it, it, if it's a you know when that sort of stuff happens and it's out of my control, fine. You know, I can't I can't help it. But uh, if it's any time I have control over it. So what I'm going to do is I'm like, I just got a call. I've been out there. Great. I don't know why you can't stand Pan Am. It's just can't stand her. She drives me up a tree. I know. And I got a bunch of uh, emails this week. I'm not going to read them all, but a whole bunch of people are like, oh, I totally agree. She drives me crazy. I can't do it. She's Mm -hmm. too, she's too like freaking out one second. Nice one second. Freaking out again. Like that's a personality problem. It's not a anything else. That's it. And I'm like, and she can, you know, live out there with her friends out in the desert and do whatever just, she's got to do. I, you know, I, I, when she's, no, I shouldn't say it. <laughs> I thought I was something say? really chauvinistic to say. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to say that. Thinking better of it now. It's, just, um, it's hard to hear her personality when she's bent over in the car fixing things. Oh, geez. Like, All right. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I'm a little distracted. I'm like, you know, she's pretty good looking. <laughs> she's a very, very attractive computer lady. No question. But uh, it's a joke, everyone. Yeah, it's a joke. It's Calm a yourselves. Joke. Calm but yourself she, down. I don't know. She does it. Her, her computer. I mean, she's a character that evolves. She grows. She doesn't. She, she, yes, she starts she a grows. little rough around the edges, but. You know, you might find that given time, oh. you know, you know, Judy doesn't like you that way. Maybe she grows on you. Maybe yeah. I mean, look at it this way. Mm. J- Judy is like complicated, right? Yeah. She got feelings. She thinks about things. Pan Am's simple. She's like, are you loyal to her? She got her back. She's got your back and she's loyal. She's really loyal, especially if you do the Pan Am ending where you storm Arasaka with her. She'll... She'll send every one of the Aldecados with you and get them all killed for you. Yeah. You know, she's loyal. And Here, it's like, but here's my impression of her. I'm like, I respond to that where I'm like, you know what? She's great. She's, you know, Judy might be wonderful to talk to, but Judy's going to be like, it's complicated and drive off in the sunset when things get hard. Yeah. And, and that's stick okay. around when things get I, hard. Judy, you know I mean? Judy, when she calls me and she needs help, I feel it. I'm like, I need to help her. She is seriously in trouble now. I got to go well, help her out. She won't, she might not stick <laughs> around for you. When Pan Am calls me, let me tell you who Pan Am is. You go to a restaurant, you sit down, uh, you're with somebody. They look into your eyes and they say, oh, I'm so glad we got this time to spend each other. But immediately after that, go, can we get some service here? It's like that. It's that personality. I can't do it. I can't do it. She's not for me, man. <laughs> I think Scott's protective nature is going to make for his uh, Phantom Liberty playthrough to be really interesting. Oh, really? Oh, Are there romances it's a spy, in PL? It's a spy thrill. No, it's not about romance, but like, right? Okay. It's it's espionage. It's a spy thriller. It's a spy movie, it's, yeah. You know, it, it gets its it gets its eyes from James Bond and and stuff like that. And I feel like straight edge. Straight Edge Runner. There we go. We got a name for your character, Scott. (laughs) I think think Straight Edge Runner is going to roll in there and everyone is going to walk all over him (laughs) because he's going to believe everything everybody says. 
And he's not going to question anybody's motives. He's just going to be like, but they told me. Yeah. They told me they needed help and I should absolutely help them. Yeah, my character will take them at face value. That's how V works in my world. So you're, you're not wrong. I did want to mention one thing. Experience, God, I, get ready. I found. <laughs> that, that's a legit playthrough. You can go as like a body. No, you can't. You absolutely yeah, yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, you can do all that stuff. Um, I found a car I want to tell everyone about. Now, I'm sure there's videos out there. That's not how I found it. I found it by accident but i was driving around in the warehouse district area kind of out in the outskirts and just happened to see a car parked in one of these like these warehouses without walls there was like they're like covered garages almost and i saw a car just sitting there and some people standing around it and as i creeped up to it and got out to look at it um johnny silverhand appears and goes hey you ought to try to get that car v or whatever and then he sat there and Lando looked at the car. Calrissian. And then he... And then he <laughs> <laughs> what have we here, he says. So he, he tells me... Billy D. Williams is Johnny Silverhand. He tells me this and then he disappears. So it seemed like, oh, I think I may have found a little Easter egg here or something. And so uh, I couldn't do anything at the time because I didn't have high enough car hacking or enough, shard, or enough ram shards to do it yet. And so I, I forgot about it for a while, but then I was back out in that area and I went, Oh, that car. Cause it's a badass looking car, like Mel Gibson era, Mad Max looking thing looked real cool. And I wanted it. So I went back out there. I had the, I had the ability now I was high enough in my stuff and I hacked it, got it. And now I have my favorite car ever. And it's not one you can buy. It's the only way you can get it. Um, you can't get it until after you want, you go to the diner with Takamura that first time to have your mm. little meeting. Once you've done that, this thing appears out there and everyone should get it. Cause that car is rad. Can I tell you something that's going to make you sad? What can you I didn't buy have it? to get your hacking up? Why, why, why? Because if you look in like a pile of garbage right near it, shit has abandoned a briefcase <laughs> that has the keys to the car in it. Are you serious? Always multiple ways. Always multiple ways the critical path. Damn it! I thought I was like such a stud for doing this. I had to wait levels to get my hacking up, and then I went yeah, and did it's it. Still worth it. It's it was good. worth yeah, it. I, in fact, I didn't. It. I still couldn't get high enough to break into the car. I was just high, high enough to take remote control of the car. And once mm. I did that, then the car opens and lets me in. But I never got the key. I didn't know the key was there. I, I'm usually pretty eagle eye about. I'm mean, gonna do I, that too. I paid a bum two thousand for a briefcase, and I was like, "Of course, the keys in the dumpster, <laughs> like right near the corpse." Like it, it occurred to me after I paid the money, I was like, "Oh, something about the quest." You know the way it shows the quest thing, like check the dumpster. Yeah. But I've got like four hundred grand. I'm just like, whatever. Here's two thousand. Whatever's easiest. I was like, oh, I probably could have saved the two thousand. Damn, dude. But. <laughs> I guess you it got happens. your hacking up, man. Like, yeah, I got my hacking up. up. Yeah, it'll be it'll be useful when you. So you don't know it's about a, tanks. It's like combat right? car too. So like, oh yeah, know, that's that's good. Yeah, really good combat car. I love how it looks. The engine sounds rad. The interior is really cool. It's just a cool car. And I, I and believe it, it's a reference to somebody. I don't know who. I oh, think it, it might be like a like a. I don't know if it's a NASCAR driver or what. Henry Ford. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a little uh, anti-Semitic and uh, uh, believes the workers shouldn't get fair pay. Oh, I thought he invented the Ford truck. 
He was okay. also he was also very anti-Semitic. <laughs> okay. He was yeah, both I'm those sorry. things. He invented the Ford Model T, and then eventually the Ford Motor Company. But also, he hated nice the Jews. CD Project Red. Yeah. He didn't like the Jews. Um, um, yeah. I, I, so you don't know about tank sex, then, right? I'm sorry, tank sex. Let's get into yeah, that. Yeah, about What's the that? Pa- Pan Am thing. No. So the Pan Am romance scene where you're banging, you're in a tank. Okay. And, and like the tank. Has, you can't see outside the tank, so you got to jack in, and then you can see out cameras out of the tank. Okay. So she jimmies the tank because you bang in the tank so that it's you experience tank. her sensations and she experienced your sensations. So you actually have a female orgasm and she has the male orgasm. It's cool. It's like really neat. Didn't Anyways, they do this in. Um, I just mentioned it because like you're never going to, you're never going to see that because you're, you're straight edge runner now. So I just th- that might make you change your mind. Or no, I don't not. need to. I'm good. <laughs> that okay, sounds weird. I found the details on the car, Scott. Okay, the go. Car is a tribute to Ken Block, who was oh. an American professional rally driver. Right, passed away of, recently. Uh, with the Hoonigan Racing Division, which is why the car is called the Type sixty six Hoon. Okay, I didn't notice that reference at all. But he passed oh, away Hoon? recently, right, in the last year or something. I think he died. It's pretty recent. Yeah, uh, January second, twenty twenty three. Yeah, early this year. So I was, I was thinking ad- added in this patch. Ho- I think yeah. hoon should be like a thing we say, like you dumb hoon. Oh, hoon's pretty uh, good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like for a sci fi thing, not maybe in real life, but maybe not life. Chum. <laughs> chum, yeah, chum's a thing. Like a chum and hoon, you know. Yeah, what's the, what's that sound in comic books, John? Where it's like the biggest explosion is always like a chum, like a chum, or yeah, chum, yeah. chum. Yeah, they love that one in comics. Well, there it is. Uh, Cyberpunk. Still rad, still great. Playing the shit out of that uh, for what time we had this week to play it. I didn't have a ton of time for games this week. So when I did play, it was that. And today, I a friend of mine gifted me a copy of uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. And oh. that, was, that was really nice of that friend. Very good friend of mine. Is that game out? Yeah, today. Uh, it came out today. Or oh. last night, I guess. Last night, midnight or 10 or something. Interesting. Uh, it is, uh, it is, I only did the first bits. I did some of the, some of the early story stuff and heard the prologue and the kind of what's going on with this uh, Basim guy um, who does make an appearance uh, in Valhalla at some point. Um, I don't remember the context of that, but this is his story. Uh, this is the one sent in Baghdad. It is also their attempt to dial the Assassin's Creed games back in a couple of ways to what they kind of were before. So gone in this game is the leveling and the sort of color loot stuff, the basically the Witcher three stuff. They took all that out um, for this game. It's a lot more like say, I don't know, black flag or, you know, that era of, of these games, um, a much bigger and, and a return to stealth gameplay. Unlike Valhalla, which was a lot of yelling Vikings running around, a lot of sword play and stuff. This is a lot more like sneak up, stab a guy, shank that dude, uh, skills and abilities to help you pull that stuff off. Even some things that felt a lot like, um, um, agent 47, can a hitman, the hitman games. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of some of those ideas in there. Um, I'm early enough where I, I haven't really been able to experiment with all the new mechanics, but it feels already feels like a return to those ideals for the game. The one part that's got me just a tiny bit concerned, and it is a little bit less, it's 10 bucks less than you would have paid for Valhalla. 
Valhalla in, in the end was something like 200 hours of content. This is somewhere between, depending on who's playing it, somewhere between 12 and 18 hours. So it's much shorter game. Um, much more concise, much more crafted, less open world, lots of, you know, there, there are big open places to just ride your camel for many, many miles. It's just, you know, a much more controlled sort of experience. Um, I am only, I'm not worried about it. I just, I, I do like collecting all the crap in these games. And I, I kind of like that at the end. If I beat the game's story, it's kind of fun to go back and tinker around. But everything since really Odyssey, the games have gotten really big. And this game is decidedly and um, purposely not that big. So we'll see. Even Odyssey was gigantic. Oh, Odyssey was so freaking big. It was a massive. Odyssey was massive. Like the first one, or well, the the first one with the RPG elements and the kind of all those changes, uh, Origins was still bigger than this, but not that big. I think that took me 40 hours to beat. Whereas Odyssey, well, I still haven't beat it. And I put, I don't know, 100 something hours in it already. Um, same with Valhalla, didn't beat it, put 100 something plus hours in it. It was Those games are huge. They're too big. Um, this is not that big. So whether or not I will be satisfied at the end of, say, 15 hours on average or 16, whatever it ends up being, I don't know until I get there. But I think that will be an interesting thing to talk about when I do. Um, but huge yeah. thanks to my friend for the copy. And so far, beautiful yeah. game. Runs great. No issues. I'm playing it on PC. Um, uh, what else can I say about it? Characters seem fine so far. Again, it's early, so I don't have a ton to say. But Assassin's Creed Mirage, out in the it's wild. It's getting really good reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- For me, I mean, this game is like... A, this game is a prime example of not every game has to be for every person. Like yeah. basically everything they've done to this game is a like, oh, well, that's not for me uh, kind of decision. Um, so I, I think this is probably the least interested I've been in an Assassin's Creed game in a long time. Mm. Um, but by all accounts, it's getting very good reviews. People seem very excited about it. And I do think... Uh, I will say the one thing that I I do agree with is I do think they needed to get smaller in scale. Like, I don't know if they needed to go this far, but they certainly needed to go to rein it in a little bit. Yeah, I think I think I would have been more. uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't actually know what I want. Like, I think I think whenever you think of more, you think, well, that's great. It's more value for the money I spent. If I spent fifty nine dollars for this game make it as big as you can. Therefore I get maximum value because you made it huge, whether I play the stuff or not. Like there's that thinking we have as I think regular gamer people who are spending money on these experiences. Um, then part of me is like some of my favorite games have been ones that were concise and designed to be in a, a certain length. And you can, you can accomplish that without being a freak or spending years trying to tick off all the boxes. So I don't know. This is just weird because that's not what these games were building to, right? They they stopped being this after probably two, and they became what we have previous to this up to Valhalla, and now it's kind of back to that. It's a it's kind of weirdly brave of them to do this because I I feel like a lot of fans uh, who who maybe really liked the new direction are going to be like, wait, what? What are you doing? This is like a, is this like a weird stand standalone thing? Why is it almost full price? I mean, to their credit, it is it is a little less for what is still supposed to be a AAA game. So I don't know. I like the chat comment. I want to point it out because I think it's worth mentioning. John's not interested in the sneaky stealth game? Question mark. 
Uh, yeah, I actually don't like stealth games. I know I play a rogue and everything. I know I play stealth and everything. I think games built around stealth and sneaking are usually bad. You like Hitman, uh, though, I, right? I do like Hitman, but I also think Hitman does a decent job of avoiding a lot of the tropes of it. I'm like, I'm not going to say blanket all of them, mm. but like there, there are exceptions. Early Hitman games I don't like. But the more recent ones, they do. Yeah, same. Um, I just usually when stealth is an option, it feels like a reward in the same way that if you did a strength build in a game and you power through everything, that feels like a reward. Or, you know, I did a techie hack build for something and I, I hacked everything like that feels like a reward when the goal and objective is to be stealthy and sneaky. And that's how you are supposed to play it it usually narrows it down and makes the gameplay frustrating for me instead of rewarding. Mm. And that's the best way I can describe it. Not how everybody's going to feel. Obviously, again, this game's getting a lot of praise. People are really excited about it. But I, I tend to like stealth as an option instead of the design. Mm. I could see that. I like stealth a lot. Sam Fisher, this stuff. I don't know. I'm a sucker for it. I like that there's, there's some pretty good stealth happening in cyberpunk's phantom liberty expansion i think and that game i haven't played very stealthy the first time but i'm doing it more this time i like that stuff i like taking down yeah, i mean and it's and then, great you know. when it's an option right i got right. to a mission the other day in cyberpunk where they told me to do it stealthy they're like you have to and i was like i immediately got caught i immediately got mad at the mission and i just ran through it and shot everybody <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Forget it. And like, again, I've played the entire game as a stealth character. But the second the game was like, no, this is what you have to do. I was like, bet me. I'll do, I'll do it my way. I'm going to I'm going to I'll pay whatever price. Turns out the price was uh, a surprise. But, um, you know, I was just like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, real quick here. There's some narration at the beginning of this thing that I think is interesting. I just want to play a little bit of it. Um, because I, I have a theory. So here we go. Hold on. Turn this up. Okay. You asked me once about this memory. I lied. I told you it was lost. I worried the wrong lesson would be learned. But this man lived many lives, and he has much to teach us. Of course, when he came to us, he was little more than a common thief, scrambling to survive on the streets of Baghdad. All right, let me skip ahead just a tiny bit here. Uh, hold on. Sorry, because this is a little bit long. But for all those he saw suffering on the margins of the Abbasid Caliph. Hold on. The Order of the Ancients fought to rise and spread their cruelty through the land. The Hidden Ones, as we were known then, Resisted eternal struggle. Okay, almost there. Basim ibn Isaac. He honored the creed. He challenged it. So must we. We have it in all of us to mistake the shadows we walk for the light we serve. The time may come when we will be tested as he was. I fear that time is coming soon. Okay, here's my theory. Sorry it took okay. so long to get there a minute and a half into that intro <laughs> it's actually a really cool intro they did a great job with the stuff there i think this time around it's really evocative but um 
there's while they're doing this, they're showing a lot of imagery of like futurey looking, you know, some of the animus kind of graphics and stuff. It's not showing the future, but it's showing the animus stuff or an, animus, anima, animus, animus, animus. Um, I think that's them saying. I, I'm going to take that as a, a hint that they are going to eventually do an Assassin's Creed game that is 100% in the future. Post all these memories in the world where all this comes to fruition and they got to fight the ultimate fight and there's going to be a game based on that, which everyone's been saying since the beginning of this series 15 years ago. I think I think it's coming. And I think that's the hint right there. Maybe. <laughs> Does anybody actually want it, though? I don't at all. I don't like want that's all, like that's to me the big question is like everything's always building to something and then you know but you do have to ask yourself like at the end of the day is that a game anybody wants to play like I, I feel like at the time early in Assassin's Creed yes my answer would have been a hundred percent yes that's what I want right and somewhere along the adventure I went you know what I just like picking the historical era that I'm into and playing that and yeah the less they talk about modern day and the animus, the better. Yeah. And so the idea of a game based all in the quote unquote future, I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. They would have to really get interesting with it. Uh, They'd have to find a way. Yeah. Uh, and I don't feel like they've been leaning into it enough to have found that yet. Yeah. But- Cause these games, their clear strengths have been since day one, when, when stuff is set in the past, they're they're kind of wonderful even even the weakest of the entries because it's like wow what if and what and and look at the recreation of these ancient cities and these beautiful vistas and like these concepts that's one of the great things about the series but at the minute a girl wakes up out of a electronic coffin unit with electrodes to her head and says oh man we just learned something from the thing we got i'm like oh shit why are you doing this (laughs) why Why? You can even treat every one of these games like it's a, a BD, like it's a brain dance from the future, mm-hmm. but just do the whole thing and cap it with some interesting thing to say at the top like this, and then put some at the end with something interesting to say, but make that whole game just me and Baghdad dropping off of trees and stabbing dudes in the neck. Yeah. You know? You know what I think they should do for the next Assassin's Creed? Mm. Assassin's Creed Velociraptor. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you're in the dinosaur kingdom and you're an assassin Velociraptor? Yeah. Oh, you got to take out cavemen and dinosaurs? Yeah. Uh, well, it's historically accurate. There'd be no cavemen. It'd just be dinosaurs. That's right. They would have to assassinate other dinosaurs. Yeah. They were yeah. pulling, pulling. Oh, and the dinosaurs all speak because you can understand dinosaur. So. Yeah. 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 The common tongue of dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love that idea. This is something that if this was a 90s thing, like let's go back to like Dino Crisis era or whatever, I could see them making a game like this. It wouldn't be that crazy. I don't I think mean, who really who who's the first assassin to make the creed? Has that even been answered? Yeah, that was that's uh by by you or whatever his name is from Biden. Origins. Yeah. <laughs> Biden, yep. By, what's Horton? his name? B Duck? B- Bird <laughs> Bur- Duke? It was Biden. He sat up. Not and Biden. Gonna get him. <laughs> ah. Dark Brandon. Hold on. Let me look it up here. What is his name? Bayek. Bayek? Bayek. Bayek founded the order. Well, he's the first. He's the first assassin in the in the group, and he... <laughs> Assassin's Creed: Cain and Abel is one, is one mission. It's real short. Cain. Kane was the original 
It's just a single mission. You press right stick to crouch. You go up behind him and you get him. Yeah. You can make a mobile <laughs> game. You where get you an keep, end cut scene. You keep doing it, but Kane keeps having more hit points. So you got to buy <laughs> microtransactions yeah. to do more damage. That's a great idea. Up. Oh, I totally forgot to tell you guys I've been playing that. That you just reminded me of it. That Final Fantasy seven spin out mobile thing. What's it called? Ever Crisis? Yes. It's actually kind of good. I'm not going to get into it's it here. Steam. It's on Steam now, though, right? Oh, is it? I don't know. I've just been playing it on my phone. Yeah, I think they ported it to PC. Am I? Did I? Did I mean, I, it's it's it it's a it's gotcha as hell. It's you know, it's all that. But they but they recreate like chunks of the story from Seven and uh, the offshoot one that was on the PSP. I forgot the name of that. Um, Crisis Core. Crisis Core. And they have all these different sword types and you have these, I've already fought um, Sephiroth in a fight that makes no sense that I'm fighting him, but I'm doing it anyway. It's kind of good. I don't know. Like as, as, as much as it's definitely one of those games, you're trying to collect everything and unlock everything. Uh, you just haven't hit the ding desert yet, right? Yeah, no, I definitely have not. Wherever that is, I'm not there, and I'm playing it pretty casually. But it's, people, it's okay. Fun. So, Crisis Core people have recommended to me. I'm not sure if that's different than Ever Crisis. Oh no, that is different. All, Ever, Ever all I'm here to say is I'm only here. For, I'm like a mainline Star Wars fan when it comes to Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, only want the main stuff. The side quests, games, I'll pass. Well, it's Crisis Core was what a PSP game. That's a whole other thing. And, and then I and mean, that, they re-released it in 2022. Yeah, and it's on Steam as a new, like, updated graphics business. Right. Ever Crisis is this mobile uh, gotcha game. And Only mobile? I, it's not, I guess it's not on PC. I don't think so. it's on PC yet. Although, oh, it does say it's coming to PC. And that was as of September 27th. So I don't know when that's yeah. supposed so to it's happen. Like, it's like kind of like their Genshin Impact, basically. But you, you know what you'd like though. It's told, it's done in the style. Okay, so all the story bits are the top-down view, kind of older-looking rendered backgrounds, the chibi-looking characters from like 7 on the PlayStation. I'm on the website looking at it, so... But then the fighting, so like, the fighting's like the new games. It's They're all like big yeah, rendered versions. I mean, I've, I've got troubles enough as it is on the microtransaction <laughs> side of things. I'm playing Warcraft Rumble, yeah. you know, oh, which is not no. in the notes. Yeah, and I've hit a pretty strong ding desert, and the misgivings are high. It's just, it's just awful. It's like Warcraft Rumble is great, like game, like you know. We said Diablo. I said Diablo Mortal was a ten, yeah. but the microtransaction site makes it a zero, and it's a critical fail. Yeah, and that's what's happening here too. My fun is at a stop unless I whip out my wallet. Yeah, and like it's it's pretty. It's not even a little egregious. It actually just gets mega egregious, and it's too bad because they put Blizzard quality on this thing. The minis. You'll see. It's out in the third. I think it's releasing November third, right? Soon, yeah. Oh. For you guys in the states, yeah. And you'll see. You'll probably give it a try. Maybe uh, John, good chance he no. won't. But, no, but uh, won't. you're gonna download and I'll try. try it's a yeah. Blizzard I'll try release. Yeah. You're gonna see. It's like kind of cute, fun. It's great to play on the shitter and on the bus and stuff like that. Like it's it's a one hander. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's not. <laughs> it's good, and you know, it's it, it, it scratches that itch that you would think mobile games would except also it wants your wallet and yeah it wants it badly I just, I, oh I you can to, go into world of warcraft and collect little figurines and wow soon too 
I'm just like, I've got to uninstall Snap. That's true. Snap was something I played previously, and I'm like, I just, I basically am just giving Ben Bro 15 bucks a month every time there's a season pass. I, I bought a season pass at the beginning of the month. I played it maybe twice this month. I'm like, what am I doing? My money? Mm. Come on now. Yeah. If you're going to give a person $15 a month, you can do a lot worse than Ben Bro. Yeah, it's no offense to I Ben Brode. I just I want to play the game. That's all. I don't give McDonald's twenty bucks for nothing. You know, I expect some calorie laden hamburger for the money or something. You know, like I expect to die vaguely sooner for my twenty dollars, please. <laughs> exactly. I heard the Steam version of of Snap's pretty good now. Like it's all updated and like pretty and widescreen. Yeah, you know, I played it on the PC client as well, but yeah. it's just there's a thousand games. Like right now, my problem is not it's too much access to games. My problem is my lifetime is limited. I'd like to fill it with the quality experiences I don't want to miss. Oh, has a doomsday clock and he doesn't have time yeah, for your well, gaming you know. junk food to go do NCPD bus. He's got to. <laughs> He's got to deal with the relic in his head. I mean, do I really want to play Snap for one year just to finally earn enough free space points to get a variant card? You know, it's like depre- when you think about it in the long term, you're like, this is depressing. Yeah, what kind a depressing of affair. This, yeah. this this low effort gameplay that they're offering is, and the whole industry is built around. It's built on a what is it? House of like a match book? House of cards. Like it. It's House of cards, right? It's a house of like it's not built on solid foundationals, and the, you know, the, and everyone's screaming at them that it's there for everyone to see in every form possible, but they can't help but be the, the tiger is a tiger, I guess, and they're just eating themselves at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, sorry, I got on a rant. All that to say, Ever Crisis looks amazing. It is. It I, looks I, great. I got to try my best to pass on this. Yeah, I don't blame please. you, and I also think you're you're right. The long term is depressing, regardless of what these games are. I guess I'm just I I think Square did a good job of translating music, characterization, and 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 fun story beats to a kind of what I mean, if kind of scenario. Maybe it, is it playing. doesn't have a ding desert. Maybe it's a good like they, maybe, sometimes the, sometimes they fail and let one through, you know? Like <laughs> like that, sometimes they have bad monetization and the game's just actually good. Yeah. I'm sure they think of heroes that way. And it's basically the combat the combat's kind of um what what's the stuff called since 6 John that that all the final fantasies used for a long time? What was that called? That combat system? Turn based or active time battle? Active time battle, that. There's a sense of that here because it is turn based, but it's also active time battle, which really is just a fancy way of saying a cooldown. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. So it works a lot like that. And it's it's cool. I don't know. I I got, I had some fans write in and say, Scott, you got to try it. I know you're not even that big into the series, but you should check this out. And I played it and I check it out about once a night, just hop in there kill a few things and it's always like it's a lot of what if stuff Bo. it's like hey what if cloud had to fight uh this guy who's not even in his game (laughs) like and but then but it's handled in a way that isn't weird or or feel disjointed it feels pretty smooth and good and they tell a lot of story you can skip it all if you want but Mm. i don't know it's all right it's okay i'll say that i have no doubt i will like you know, I, the few mobile games I've played, they all seem to put a lot of quality into them. Like, I got three on the go. I got yeah. Mighty Doom, which I like quite a bit. Do you have Mighty Doom yet? I do. I like Mighty Doom a lot. It's here in the States now. So. My, yeah, I like My, Mighty Doom's good Good on the shitter, except maybe you stay too long and get uh, pins and needles on your legs, and that's yeah, no good. You don't want that. Um, Snap is 
good. And Warcraft Rumble's in there now, too. Yeah. Well, wait, uh, November 3rd, everyone, or whatever it is. But, uh, uh, yeah, well, maybe yeah. It, maybe I'll give this one a try now. I don't, I don't give know. it a shot and let us know what you think. Uh, How is it for one hand? Is it a good one hand? Or is um, it kind of it's, it's a side holder, so probably better with two hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like landscape. I know what you of, mean. <laughs> instead of holding this vertical or whatever. Okay, yeah. yeah. So backbone friendly. Oh, very, yeah. And I think it uses... I think That's it the problem. You. Most of the, I have the backbone. Most of the games I play are like, the backbone makes it harder. I'm like, I actually need a game that may backbone yeah. helps with. So this might, this might be this a good one. I can't, com- I can't confirm for sure because I haven't tried it on there, but I, I think it would be. Um, okay, here's the other thing I did. You know, once in a while, I come to the show and go, "Hey, Scott tried every Warhammer game he owns uh, because he got in a weird <laughs> mood, or he played yeah, 15 Japanese MMOs for no reason because he just got in the mood." Well, I got in the mood, and it's Doom's fault. It's also uh, Cyberpunk's fault in a weird way. But I got I, I went on a bit of a tear. What was this last Sunday? I, I, I think. I like your categorization of these. these I don't know what else. I don't know why I do it. I just every once in a while I get in this mood and I just have to do it. I feel like John does this with like, uh, I don't know. He did something like this recently with a, with a genre and John went crazy with it. We probably all have. I did it with with vampire survivor. Like, Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 I did that. Yeah. I did a similar thing with that. So here's what I did. I wanted to find all the cool, retro looking shooters that includes by the way uh brutal doom i don't know if either of you have played the mod for doom original doom called brutal doom it kicks ass uh it's basically just everything amped up blood everywhere the guns are insane you can play all of doom 1 doom 2 doom 64 all those games can use it and they and they're it's amazing so that's kind of where i got started with this and then I ended up playing a medieval, which is a little more quake-like, but definitely a retro kind of quake thing. They added ray tracing to that. It looks amazing. There's um, a VR version too. Yeah, yeah, there is VR. I saw that. I was going to ask if you would ever I, I, try I have it. a wish list that I haven't tried it. I wonder yeah. what that's like in there. It's so fast paced. It's got to make you sick. I don't know how it would work, but maybe it'll work. Mm, and you're really, you're, you're immune to me. That. So yeah. I got a cast iron stomach. Bo lives there. That's right. You yep. only visit VR. Bo has made it his home. It's yeah. his home. Hate spiders. Love getting hung upside down. Um, I also play. I won't spend time on each one of these so much, but Blood West is amazing. It's again very retro, kind of quakeish sort of thing. I played a game called Post Void, which the reason I checked that one out was only three bucks. Number one, number two, it seemed like a quick pick up and play thing, and it seemed crazy. And the guy who made Hotline Miami says it's his favorite game. So I thought, well, oh. I want to know what that guy likes. So let's try it. Post Void is a is a rip in the pants, man. It's a first person shooter where you just got to keep killing dudes running through these these generated hallways that look like you're on some kind of crack. You're on drugs, I guess. I don't know. And you try try to get to the end of it. And if you do, you get three little roguelike options like more ammo. Your gun has a bigger spread. Uh, you can dash now, whatever. Choose one of those. Do another run. Choose three more. Do another run. Try mm. to beat all your scores. It's very short, very fun. Three bucks. Amazing, weird, freaking thing. And I can see why. The level as trippy as it looks. Void looks wild. It's wild, you guys. It's nuts. I don't even know how to describe it. I should be putting video up for the chat. It's so crazy to this game. Go look it up, everybody. Post Void on. Well, you put an image of me just staring at the trailer. Post post Void. Post (laughs) Void looks like. 
I'm too afraid to actually do drugs. What can I do instead? Yeah, can I do something other than drugs? Because, good Lord. But you what can... is that in your left hand? Is that a heart? Oh, that, so that is a heart. And in that heart is like your survival juice. So, like one of the fingers is like caressing it, kind of. Yeah, kind of flicking and going. And if you kill a guy, when you kill a guy in one of these hallways, his life essence fills fills some of that heart back up. If you don't make kills, it runs out relatively quickly. This is like Crank, the Jason Statham movie a little Kinda? bit. Kind of. Yeah, it's a fair way of putting it. Um, you can get it for different guns. He just got an Uzi in this video. Um, it, it's The Hotline Miami guy obviously likes this. <laughs> like The, the minute yeah, I sure. saw his review, I went, oh, I should check this out. And then I went and looked and I went, well, duh. I mean, this is kind of his jam. You know, this is his whole life. Uh, but it uses sprites. <laughs> this is his life. This is his life, this kind of thing. Um, it's just a really cool little package. Overwhelmingly positive reviews on it. Um, the the again the uh, price surrealist is, is probably what you're going for. There's nothing. It has continuity, but there's nothing about it that's like you were in a facility on Mars. No, you know, none like, of that. Yeah, this yeah. is just here's like col- it's just here's colors. It's <laughs> here's, just go and colors. And go. once you once you get the hang of it, I played it with keyboard, mouse, and with controller. Both worked really well. Um, it's it's like you know doom on drugs i don't even know how to describe other one did you um okay so i don't know if you've played this or not but it's been on i think i even my wish listed at one point i guess i took it off why Mm. did i do that what's that one um a game called hyper demon oh yeah hyper oh hyper demon played hyper demon no i played a game check that out on steam and tell me if it's a little too abstract but if you played post void i mean this might uh, jam your boat demon uh okay here we go oh this is right along the lines of what i was digging through this is great yeah like it's it's oh, some kind of an arcadey first person shooter but also drugs you know wow like, look like at that. that i don't even know what to make of that so it's like kind of very positive but it was overwhelmingly positive for a long time pc gamer says a masterpiece that will have you soaring like an angel through the depths of hell it looks interesting i just never clicked on it it looks wild. I don't know what to you, make of what I'm a, saying. I don't know if you're still trying shit. This I'm curious. I, I, I'm curious about this one. I will be listening. I just uh, wish listed it, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Yeah. I played a game called uh, Post Void. I mentioned uh, Cultic, very cool story based Doom like thing. Um, I like Cultic a lot. That one is a high recommend for me. Although um, harder, there's a lot of like, oh, I'm out of, I don't have enough, I don't have enough ammo. It's 3D Realms. Yeah, it's 3D Realms put this one out. They're doing a lot of this lately. There's a couple I still want to get like Ion. Ah, and this may actually be a version of 3D Realms as original. Um, what was the engine Duke was in? Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, oh, uh, shit. Uh, I forget the spider engine. Shit. <laughs> definitely not that, but I like that. I uh, can't remember the name of the damn engine. Anyway, whatever it was, someone in the chat will say, um, I think it's that or a modified version of that. A bunch of these are that I tried this week. Um, I tried another indie title called Hyper Violent. It's not even out yet, but I got a, a key just in a list and I was like, what is this? And I went and tried it and I really liked oh. it. That's like space horror, but again, very doom looking. These things are big right now. Apparently this is like a huge deal. This kind of game. And I'm here kind for it. Kind of game that has nothing, the shooter game that has no words which rhyme with it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and Cultic, also <laughs> overwhelmingly positive for Cultic. It's, that one's doing really well. 
Um, and then I went back to Metal Hill Singer, which John I know played a bunch as well of that. And uh, that game's freaking great. What a great game that is. I love that game. Um, now, it's not one that I would count as in your list. Hmm. And I don't think I put it in the news. However, there is an update to Dark Tide again today. Oh, what do we got there? As it is a shooter where they redid the class. They redid the class skill trees and added some stuff. Oh, and put the it class on. Class overhaul patch. They included a... Uh, as a good sale too. It's down to twenty five yeah. bucks for. I know it may be getting a little annoying. It's like stop trying to make this game a thing, but um, <laughs> I like it. I like this game. Yeah. I'm going to be downloading and checking it out. But uh, it is a shooter. Well, recent reviews are definitely on the uptick. People seem to like the changes. Uh, let's see. This game's pretty unfair. Shake early on. Ba-ba-ba. That's that's my review. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that's it. I'm like, oh, yeah, there you, you probably are. probably see your friend's reviews at the top. Yeah, so. recommended by your friend Bo. Here, everybody, look, yeah. at, Bo, look at Bo with his. with his. Oh, you're muted, John. John wants to. Oh, oh, I was just saying the same thing. That's funny. You all came to the same conclusions as me, but yeah. I was reading, uh, I was reading Poe's review and Scott at the same time started saying what I was reading and I was like, the hell is going Ugh. on? Oh, weird. I don't like that feeling. Anyway, um, I didn't put it on the list, but I also played more of that awesome 40k retro shooter we all played, um, Bolt, Bolt Gunner. Um, or bolt gun. Oh, yeah. Warhammer bolt, bolt gun. gun. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So I played some more of that. I played more Proteus. I played more. Um, oh, I even got it just to see what people are doing in Doom 2016's snap map thing because they people still make maps in there. So I checked out some of that. I just got in a mood for like old school, blow shit up arena shooter stuff, and was having a blast with these. Such so, so much fun. My big picks though, out of all the list, is here are my favorites. My top five are Proteus. A medieval, um, cultic, um, bolt gun, and what was the other one? Well, that's my top four. I can't think of the other one that I liked as much. Mm-hmm. Post void also very good. Yeah, post void. I put that in there. That post void. You probably put post void up there. Yeah, that thing's a trip, man. Great little um, game. Uh, uh, great Steam Deck game too. By the way, a medieval is neat as a neat title because it's like also a medieval. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a medieval, but a medieval. A medieval, a medieval, yeah. And those guys, yeah. they make they that thing, that's a pretty special game. Like it is it is very you'll look at it and go, oh my gosh, Quake and Hexen had a baby. There it is. If you turn on ray tracing, it's just kind of mind blowing, but it's <sighs> low res too. I guess it's gonna be on the quest three. Yeah, you they should try that. Version. You should try it and tell me how it is, because it is fast paced as hell. It just feels good. I miss those days. That was a big part of my gaming life, and I miss those games. So just pressing W and shooting. Yeah. Oh, and if uh, you're if you're like, you know what? I just want some basic ass Doom. Doom. Brutal Doom is so cool. Yeah, you don't mod very often. I was like, you were like asking people for help. Like, how do I install the mod? Yeah, I went nuts on it for a couple days, and it is such a cool. Is it just thing. the same game? Like you just play the same game, but with more blood or more blood, more guts, more. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, here, I'll give people a taste. Here's your. So here's, here's the menu. Are you guys getting in. All right. Listen to the sound on this thing. Oh, I love that song. I think he's doing God mode so he doesn't die. 
The first gun you get is that gun. Hold on. Oh, and you... Oh, it plays like uh, Call of Duty, more or less. Eh? It's a lot harder. The game ADS, is brutal. Yeah. Uh, the the guns have down sights, which is crazy. It's the same yeah. engine. It's just a mod. Um, the first gun you get is a, is a, like a machine gun that just rips through people and tears them new buttholes. It's just like total, like everything's amped up to feel more like maybe modern Doom even. Kind of that's what the that's what it feels like to me as they were aiming yeah, for that. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Oh, it looks sweet, man. Mouse control, all this shit you want from a keyboard and mouse. Like, Does it work with other um, mods? Like, because that oh, yeah. voxel. Oh, voxel yeah. Doom's a thing too, which um, it's just instead of it being like bitmap based, it's everything's voxel. Right, like, little uh, cubes like and stuff. Like Valheim. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I like that one looked interesting. Yeah, that one looks really cool. I was having so much fun playing through just Doom, just straight up Doom again. It's fun. And the and I mean, mouse classic, mouse look is a thing I never had back then. That wasn't the way you played it. There was oh, no this mouse has look. Ma- brutal doom has mouse look. Oh hell yeah, it feels good too. Really? It feels, oh, feels that's like, that's cool. You know you oh, play you play Proteus play. and like that, right? It's like, yeah, it has mouse look. If you you forget, but when you go back and play Doom, you're locked. Like if someone's high up on a ledge, you just automatically shoot high. You can't actually aim your mouse up. Like right, right, right. You know, uh, yeah, free look is like. Oh, that's huge. And there's a map. They have a map overlay if you want it. Uh, There is the grenades just put blood all over everything. And you play like, is it just the base game or is it like the extra? All that stuff. Anything, any wad that was ever made for Doom, any standalone game, all of it. It functions with like, yeah, okay. It just works as an over a shell on top of everything. Like a total conversion mod kind of thing where it just converts the. Yeah. And G, uh, GZ Doom is the base that I use for it, and but you can use any version of Doom as long as you have the WAD files and all that. Doom 1, Doom 2, Doom 64, uh, all the X-Packs. Um, there was one other one that maybe worked with it. I can't remember the name now. Oh, yeah, the blood sprays are great. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, and you can also punch and kick now. I forgot about that. <laughs> it is rad dude i was having so much fun with this so if you haven't tried it it's all free you can find it all out there just oh there's even like an infrared site like well, i don't know why this game would need it but you have a or not infrared is it infra green ultraviolet green you know the green shit but yeah. oh um i know what you're saying the like um, night vision night vision right i don't know what you use it for either i never use it for anything but it's yeah, just, no, I'm like it's, it's not yeah. really needed in Doom, but okay, we got it here. Same same team, I think it is, are working on a Quake Two, brutal Quake Two, which is like a sa- oh. same idea, like take this to the next level kind of stuff. Um, it's just rad, and there's a lot of cool like mods people are making and weird total conversions, and this can lay on top of a lot of those. Not all of them, depending how much programmatically has changed. But I got I went down a real rabbit hole and had a lot of fun, so. And it brought back a lot of memories. Cause, yeah, man. A lot of these old school games, too, are playable in VR with um, side quests. It's just, I can never figure out how to get side quests running. Yeah. Whoa, the effects on the... I know. We're watching the explosions? something different, but like, yeah. Like the barrels? They, yeah, they, the, the barrels, <laughs> like the toxic sludge, too, is like... Yeah. They fly all over the place, and you can reload your guns, which was not a thing in Doom. Oh yeah, that, that was like that's also weird. That's yep. also nothing doom. Yeah, yep. it's nuts. You got to play it. It's really fun. Can't recommend it enough. Um, okay, that is what I played. Let's dive into John's playthrough this week. We got a brief, uh, br- brief match is brief. What? Oh, you're just gonna tell us about what happened? Uh, what happened on Frog Wrestling? That's what I'm trying to get to here. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm- Always there. He was there for it. Yeah. 
How'd it you know, go? I a hate bit this of melancholy curse. about it. I hate this curse of if you're wrestling, you're gonna lose. Like, what is that? Mm. Well, like Scott's, if you're watch, Scott keeps winning is part of the problem. <laughs> I mean, he's doing all right. Uh, yeah, but last week Bo issued a challenge to Scott yep. uh, that was accepted. Uh, it was to have a Hell in the Cell match to avoid any interference. And to eliminate Scott's power of the jorts and Bo's power of the VR headset, it yeah. was uh, determined that these should be fought in uh, tidy whities only. <laughs> and uh-huh. uh, the the call was answered. And so Scott and Bo duked it out in the Hell in Cell in tidy whities. Yeah, I accepted and- the fact that you wore socks, even though that. Oh, do you think that was a? I was, I was kind of an exemption, but I get it. You didn't want to get germs. On I mean, Bo got his yeah. bandages, uh, which would have probably helped him had he done the taint no thing, but he did not. He opted not to go for it. It retains taint flavor and cotton. <laughs> it, does, it does. It does. Yeah. Uh, they're taint absorbent bandages. Scott, you did wear socks because I felt. You tell me if this is true that you would not want to walk barefoot on a wrestling match, uh, Matt, which had previously had a bunch of bodies. hundred, hundred percent. Correct. <laughs> you are correct. So, Any normal person should not want to walk on other people's sweat and body bits. Forget it. Well, I call me a normal. <laughs> I, I, uh, I had this weird hunch when I was designing Scott, cause I wanted there to be some personality, right? Still to them. I didn't want it to be mm-hmm. just, underwear and i thought all right well we'll let bo keep his bandages and then i was like well what do i let scott keep i can't let him keep the gloves because everybody says those gloves are cheap yeah i was like i can't let him keep the jorts because that's what everybody says theorizes gives him his power yeah so i was like well there's no way scott would want to walk barefoot on this mat hell no i'll give him i'll give him some black dad socks I mean, funny and, enough, uh, you'd think it'd be, I'd be like, yeah, of course, I don't want to stand on it. But the rest of my nakedness is all over the floor of this thing. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah it so is. it's not really doing much for me. I do like that the socks match my little waistband and then the little edges of my undies there. I like that. That's a good look. Yeah. Yeah. That worked. Yeah, and if, I was, was, uh, if we were, Bo, if you and I were in this kind of shape, oh man. How great would it be? Look at us. I'd wrestle you every day, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'd move to Ottawa just to be, just to I'd, wrestle. I'd love to be in that kind of shape, though. It was very flattering. The chat room thinks they're 100% accurate. but you know. <laughs> Yeah, but not even close, folks. Not to me, anyway. I don't want to speak for Bo. I haven't seen him naked. But. No, no, no. I, oh, my God. You I know, I get enough flack like for uh, <laughs> for hair color and whatnot. I've had a lot of people not thrilled with coming to terms with how they're graying because of how they look when I put them in the game. Yeah. The last thing we need myself included is accurate body types (laughs) reflected in this game. So everybody in this game is extremely right. Yeah. Yeah, You did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fantasy. Can the game do that? If the game wanted to though, or if you wanted to, could you take it and, and make a Um, super, I think, think you have to be you're at least in somewhat good shape like you can be there are certainly more out of shape body uh types than others but like it's not customizable to the degree where i feel like everybody would be accurately represented i feel like you'd even be yeah yeah there are they make those wrestlers that are just like you have zero muscle you're just here because you're really big like 
Yeah, those yeah. Re- like, sure. do they still have those wrestlers? I haven't watched them. It's a long not time, but... as common, but there are there occasionally you'll run into a few. I wonder why I was thinking of a name of even one like well, like the Iron Sheik so in many. his later the later years well, of Iron Sheik, he was pretty. Oh, your moveset is actually based on uh, a wrestler named Rikishi, who it was actually a talented wrestler. I'm not going to claim that he was just a body type, but certainly the fact that he was a heavy set wrestler was leaned uh, into quite heavily. I, mean, like, I picked I'm, that move set because he stuck his butt in people's faces and that seemed like a <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, you're good. I'm, I'm good. I'm, your choices have been phenomenal. You are this has been a brilliant everything you've t- touched is brilliant when it comes to this. Yeah. Uh, so I you know I but I just we're just on the subject of it. I just know there used to be like really some of them. You're just like, Oh, it's hefty boy time. You know, like it's <laughs> these guys aren't working out like their workout is chicken chicken, <laughs> you know, like at least that's how they're marketed. Right. Like even right, on yeah. the surface, they're like, I'm so big. You can't mess with me. I just yeah. can't think of any of their names. That's probably why they don't have as many. Anymore. So did, did I end up winning this match then? I'm still, you did. It's not, it's not a very mm. long match. I mean, we've almost talked for the full duration of the match. Honestly, like mm. it's, yeah. it's pretty short. You do, you do end up winning it. Bo was in the chat. He was not thrilled about it. <laughs> I was, I was RPing a little bit just cause it makes it more fun. I assume it makes it your stream better. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, love, I, I love said, I'm leaving this chat it. room and I just closed the window. Not cause I was genuinely <laughs> mad, but because I was giving a performance, you know? So I love how but, the um, AI will sometimes like my AI will got down twice on the f- ground outside the ring to lift up the skirt of the ring to pull something out. And two times just reached around in there. Couldn't find shit. Came up, fought a while. Went back down Chunk, there. Chunk commented on it. Oh, there he is. He's getting a chair. And, well, he's no, not going to do anything not. with yeah. it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's such a funny thing to, to see these characters sort of behave stupidly, but I love it. Well, Bo, look, there's always another chance. Look, you, you, you won fair and square and resoundingly, so I got nothing more to add other than to the victor go the spoils. Yeah. Although for John, I assume with all of these losses, a mounting frustration on the part of Bo is occurring. He might need a, a few weeks off. And I just suggest you do what you want. You're the auteur. But maybe it's villain arc time for Bo. Yeah, we're going to have to see yeah. what happens. A lot went down. Core is falling apart. Uh, you know, last week, uh, myself and Brian Dunaway, who, you know, were two of the the four members technically of core at the moment. And, uh, Dunaway didn't help me, uh, break up a pin. He stood there and watched me get pinned and we lost the title match as a result. So this week, uh, John called out Dunaway. Mm. We had a match. Dunaway ended up winning it. So is John still in core? Is how does Scott feel about all of this? Like he's, there's, you know, there's fractures forming in the team. Core is falling apart. Yeah. Dra- uh, drama. We got drama. Yeah. So, but, you know, you're still sitting on top of that mountain. The funny thing is, is everybody goes, Scott is too strong. He needs to be nerfed. Why Why don't you nerf Scott? I So one thing people might not know, I test a lot of these matches to make sure it's going to look and run well. Yeah. I have seen Scott lose. And oh, I don't know really? if there's something built into the AI where if like the title's on the line, he tries harder. Weird. But I've seen Scott lose plenty of times. It just never happens when the actual live show happens. Weird. Um, He's a showtime performer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him lose all the time. And Monica, for the longest time, Monica couldn't win a match. And 
um, I would tell her, I was like, oh, I, I made a new character and I had them fight you and you won the match. Like it happens all the time, but for some reason on the day you always end up losing. Like weird. it's just, it's just really weird the way the AI goes. Sometimes it doesn't go the way you expect it to. And sometimes it creates opportunities. And sometimes you think like, Oh, this is going to be such good storytelling. And then it just does something completely different than what you expected. Wow. So, mm. Well, another successful week. Make sure uh, Craftless Rogue, both on Twitch and YouTube, are in your bookmarks, everybody, because more And to has come. anyone gotten more use out of that mode than you have in the world at this point? Oh, I'm sure. There's, I think there's a lot of people that run this. like, And they do. I, I've debated on... So there's actually a mode in the game. And I only started experimenting with it a little bit last week when I because I had to make costumes for you guys to fight in underwear and stuff like this is, this is a busy week for me i gotta make underwear now um so i did a lot of work this week there is actually a mode that will run a lot of the stuff that i think of and do each week for you it'll actually automate it it creates a week it automates the matches uh, and then you just, you don't have, I don't have to sit down and think who's fighting who the game just goes, Hey, who, here's who's fighting. And it builds a little bit more of that story into that mode automatically. Like it'll have at the match end, like someone will go to shake hands and the other person will slap their hand away or something. So it kind of builds in storylines and drama and you can actually build in rivalries and stuff like that. It's a lot of cool options, but it also takes a lot of the control away from me. Like, I can't, you couldn't have said, I want to do a tidy whitey Hell in a Cell match. And if I was going through that mode, I would have had to said, I can't do that because the, that mode doesn't allow for that level of control. So mm. I, I do kind of like, there's some really cool things I could do with it. And it's something I always think about, like, oh, what if I got into that? And it would save me some time thinking about the matches, but I just like having too much control over it yeah well it's it's uh awesome as usual so uh make sure you guys are checking it out tell me about uh station to station because i almost bought this uh it looks really great and wholesome and amazing and kind of my jam and then i didn't do it so maybe i will now because you'll talk me into it so what is the deal with station to station <laughs> yeah after you know, we've talked about uh, assassins killing. We've talked about about oh, 600 boomer game. shooters. Yep. We've talked about wrestling. Now let's really wind it down to the opposite end of the gaming spectrum. A game where you build railroads. You've, t- <laughs> you've talked about this game before. I yeah, think. yeah. Have. It's come up before. Yeah. I think we both had it on wish list and we talked about it. It, it looks yeah. awesome. It does look cool. It, it is just a wholesome, calm, chill little puzzle game. It's all little like voxels, and it's just like, hey, here's a granary. It makes grain. Here's a place that needs grain. <laughs> and then you build a train station that connects these two locations, and then it goes great. Here's a couple more buildings that need trains that visit them and you build train tracks and train stations and you connect all the things you need to connect so that everything interconnects in the way it should. Cause like you'll build a town and it's like, okay, well the town needs cheese and fish and bread and you know, all these things. So you need to make sure that trains run through here that have accomplished all of that. And you want to do it without spending too much money, but also, you know, you want to do it, uh, efficiently but you also want it to be aesthetically pleasing and you know 
it, it introduces a lot of mechanics. So like, you know, yes, you can do a straight line, but that might require a bridge or a tunnel or something, which is going to cost extra money to make. So eventually it does add like a card system where you can make bridges cheaper. So, okay, well, I know I'm going to build bridges when I play this card. So I need to plan out when to build it. And it's just uh, like as complicated as that might sound. I don't know if it sounds complicated or not. Like it is just a little puzzle game. It's not going to really weigh heavily on you. There's no big narrative impacts on all of this. You just sort of do it and you try to to earn as much as you can. And then once you've accomplished whatever building needs, like if they needed wheat and you've connected the, the wheat field to the mill or whatever, like the map fills in with color, like it's all kind of washed out and then it becomes colorful when it fills in. Yep. And, and all the trains start calm. running. Can't you like zoom yeah. it? Cause it's all voxels, right? That's the other thing is this art style is like a really cool, like a voxel-y piece of business. Yeah. Yeah. So you get like real uptight so. and, and far away and it uses the, what do you call that camera mode? Uh, where Isometric. Th- no, where things look small. Or, or things blur in the foreground and background. So what's it called? Tilt, tilt, Bo- bokeh, something tilt, tilt shift. That's what I meant to say. It's got that tilt shift oh. effect on stuff, which makes things look like little models. I just love that. I think I'm going to yeah. grab it because I was going to anyway. I was waiting for more reviews, knowing that John grabbed it uh, and likes it. I think I just get it. Why not? It. it- is great it's really it's not that expensive i think it's on sale for like 17 dollars right now maybe a little less than that 1619 um, it says looks like so it's a 10 percent launch deal at the moment it's, uh it's actually like it's kind of funny too because um i i went to buy it because i knew i wanted it yeah it's it's 16 dollars and 19 cents on steam right now yeah pretty good. uh and it is but i looked down and it was like Buy the Railway Puzzles Bundle. And I almost bought that, too. I was like, you know what's better than one game about trains to solve puzzles? Four games to, <laughs> to I solve I saw that, too, while trains. you were talking. And Train Valley 2 looks dope, dude. Like, Yeah, it looks yeah. really good. You get Train Valley, Train Valley 2, and uh, a cel-shaded bit of business called Railbound. I'm genuinely thinking about getting all of these games. Like... I don't know what it is. There's something really chill about just train puzzle games that just sounds great to me right now. So uh, I I really dig it. It's not, you know, it's not revolutionary or anything, but like it's just a chill, fun experience. Like, you know, a, a good way to spend a good chunk of time. Yeah, I'm a fan of this sort of stuff. So you kind of have me on this. One of these I've never heard of called Railbound. This is reviewed real well. This is the one of the bundled one of the bundled ones. Yeah. So it's all it looks like these are all kind of focused on the same idea of like you got to solve this puzzle, and the puzzle is how are we getting shit from town to wherever it needs to go in the most efficient, cheapest way, not cheapest, but you know most uh, economically efficient way possible. That's a great loop. That's Chorecore, man. You're a Chorecore fan. Woo! Yeah, look at me doing it. You put a train in it, and I'll play your chore core. That's I'll right. More trains, less train, train chore core. Chore train core. Train core. That sounds like a thing in Star Wars. Get the train core. Anyway, uh, awesome. Check that one out. That's up on Steam. And you also played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2, which is that whole combo thing uh, made by those people that now are owned by Blizzard, I think. Yeah. Right? 
It yeah. finally came to Steam. I don't remember what it was on originally when it came out. Uh, but yeah, what was it, that? Uh, was it Epic? Probably Epic. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't buy it there. Yeah. Uh, I waited, and now it's on Steam, and I've been wanting this ever since they, I heard they remade Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 uh, because I really liked those games, even though it wasn't until actually Tony Hawk 3 that I got into it. So in a way, this is... I had seen it. I had seen other people play it. So I do have a level of nostalgia for it. You know, I got into that warehouse level and was like, oh, yeah, I've done this before. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, three was actually where I started owning them and playing them. So in a way, this also feels like a brand new experience to some degree, too. And uh, yeah, happy to have it on Steam. Played a little bit of it. Tony Hawk's great. Guys, <laughs> it always has been. Yeah. Like. I don't I don't have a bad thing to say about it. It looks looks nice. Soundtrack makes me feel like it's the 90s again. It's great. It's wonderful. I like Tony Hawk. Yep. Fun kicking off stuff on the list. Uh, this may have been one of my favorite or one of the things that drove me to love open world games where I have a bunch of tasks to do. Because this game is all about that. Get all the letters, get the grind goal, you know whatever the goals are. Uh, goal-based open world content. I feel like Tony Hawk in a lot of ways established that as my, as my, you know, genre to beat. Cause I do love that. And this well, game's it's also it. just so smartly designed because if this game was just get the best score for skateboarding, good boring, like, yeah, yeah people would have liked that, but it wouldn't have become the biggest mainstream hit that Tony Hawk was for the longest time because what they did intelligently was they gave a bunch of really easy to accomplish tasks that it didn't matter how bad your friends were or you were at the game. Like you could do it. Like I'm, I can't pull off great tricks, but I can ride through a bunch of boxes and not only that, but that sounds like a fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so you would have fun with the game and it's literally in the tutorial where uh, Tony Hawk says to you, it's like, yeah, this is going to seem like a lot at first, but you just practice just like real skateboarding and you'll get good at it. Yeah. And that's exactly what the game does. It gives you a bunch of really easy tasks and you start unlocking stuff even off the easy tasks. And then by the time it's like, no, you have to get really amazing scores. You've gotten good at the game. Yeah. So it's, it's an incredibly well-designed game um, that, like absolutely earned the success that this series wound up having. Like it was, it was very smart the way they took a game and made it popular to people that maybe didn't even care about the the thing. Yep. I agree. You know what else is great? The fact that it's 50% off uh, until the 10th, it's only 20 bucks and it's the two, it's two full games in there. It's pretty That's good. Made version. Yeah. This is the steam version. And this was Vicarious Visions, the people who made the remake of Diablo 2 for Blizzard. And they bought them. Now they work at Blizzard, and I don't know what else they're making, but they made that. Very cool. I kind of want to crack. I I own it on Epic. I should probably crack it open and play some. Uh, Bo, Counter-Strike. Oh, I've been wanting to talk about this. So (laughs) Counter-Strike 2. Yeah, this is a huge one. Counter-Strike 2 happened. The reviews are off the chart positive people are shocked how good this is because how much more do you do to counter strikes formula to even make it worth putting a two after it 
And apparently they've really killed it according to everything I've read. So now I need to hear it from the, the otters so that's, chode. So. You really hyped, hyped that up before checking with me yep. on, the side, on, on Counter-Strike 2. <laughs> um, I've been doing AI matches. Yeah. And and the, the, the training, it made me do training because I guess I don't think <laughs> I've really, fun. at least on this account, I don't think I've played count, CSGO. I have no Counter-Strike background. Okay. But I'm like, you know, the hype was for it was coming up and... I miss being good at something video game style. Like it's been a while since we've been doing esports stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, let me just check this out. Maybe, maybe I can get into this." So, I mean, so far, pretty good at beating the AI bots. Won <laughs> <laughs> a lot yeah. of time. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm a little nervous about entering into the fray and being a noob because I've watched Counter Strike esports and. It's a little different than most shooters in that it's a tactical squad-based deal. Yep. Dying um, even Valorant, I never really it didn't Valorant didn't interest me too much. Excuse oh, me. excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Hold on. I feel like I just uh, demon assault. escaped. I feel, I feel like I got assaulted by my throat just suddenly. Just random like a violence. That was amazing. Um but you know, I don't know. I was just I was looking for a game. I've been playing so many RPGs, I'm like, I just need like something with skill expression and straightforward login play. So I started playing some CSGO. All the matches have been so far on the map that's been around as long as I've been alive, I think. Yeah. So I'm like, but I hear just, there's other maps. Just is on there, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. But, um, I mean, it's snappy. Plays. Like, I think I got to adjust my mouse a little bit, but I like it. I play with friends. You know, I de- it definitely feels safer going in with friends. Oh, I'll <laughs> bet. Yeah, see, that's the thing I'm most nervous about. When I played Counter-Strike with friends and in our office back at this place I worked, this was when the it was a mod for Half-Life. And we loved that game. Played it every day after work. It was mm. nonstop love. Love, love, love. Played it on servers, had GameSpy running all the time, all that stuff back in the day. GameSpy. Um, I know, it was a long I time ago. GameSpy. Um, I'm terrified of it now, even though essentially the game is just a, you know, they've just evolved that same winning formula. It plays similar. It's Seems still like what I've seen before. Like, yeah. You know, there's nothing. Yeah. And nothing it's a wonder, it's here. a wonderful formula, but I'm so terrified of other players because I know I'm not up to snuff. There's no way I'm going to survive very long. So how's, well, I guess you haven't done it, but I want to know how like matchmaking making is. Can noobs feel okay about their first 20 matches against other people of similar skill. Like well, how- we'll see if I boot it up again. I mean, the cyberpunk thing's really just been a big depressing because of the way I play it. It's my fault. I'm not blaming the game for it, but it's been a big depressing pile of schedule filling nonsense. Cause you know, I want to play the game again, even though there's like, I'm just, I'm a little over <laughs> having 200 hour games to play. Thanks. Baldur's gate. Yeah. I'm going to play cyberpunk and then I'm taking a big break from campaign games. I guess. No, that makes sense. That's I if you that. remember a year ago when I got into Fortnite, cyberpunk was the game that did that to me. I finished yeah. cyberpunk and went, I can't do this anymore. And I started playing Fortnite. Yeah. So even, I, even I get it, even though technically I'll have more hours. I just can't wake up every day trying to push myself to be done in time for core to do a campaign. I need some shorter morsely and you play games like scott does basically, just, you know. <laughs> well i'm having the same issue though this whole thing with these these retro shooters that's a hundred percent me trying to 
have a moment of, I don't need to think about a story. I don't want to talk about a campaign. I just want to go shoot shit mm-hmm. and do be good I've at it. Been, I feel yeah. like I've just been doing this long-term game shit since Diablo four and it's unrelenting. And, um, I'm a little worried cause it's a lot. Well, there's stuff in November. What, what's coming? Yeah, we got things. Um, this out of nowhere, now. RoboCop has got me all stoked. Yeah, see, that's probably a skip. I'm being realistic, not because it doesn't, doesn't look good, but just you know, time. There's too I, I much. There's too, too much. much. I've done a skip on a lot of games. I really was excited about. Yeah, you just got to at a certain. It's point. a weird year. I look forward to when these are all on sale, and I'm getting them some future year where I have time to go. Oh yeah, that one I meant to play and never did. Let's go. Something I really want to do with my time, honestly, the reason why I want to clear things off is I want to get back to Hardcore WoW. Oh, yeah. I want to hear how that goes for you. I kind of want to get back to Hardcore WoW. I kind of want to stream it. I'm going to be off work. I kind of want it to be in a... I want. I don't want to play solo. Like, I want to do... What's the opposite of solo self-found? Like, group find everything for me? <laughs> like, I want, to do, I want to do, like, that version where we, you know, yeah. get a squad of, like viewers and stuff together to make like a, a multiplayer. I, I need multiplayer. I haven't had like good multiplayer in a long time. Yeah. I'm playing Baldur's Gate with friends like uh, Mike and Crofton, whom you know, and yeah. the mystery man who doesn't want to be named. Yeah. And um, it is excruciating trying to organize time. <laughs> I want to peel my eyeballs out with a spoon. They, like it's like It's like 15 hours of discourse on like when everyone's available. And then two hours of game time. You know, it's it's awful. Yeah, it's a lot, dude. So I, I'll take what I can get, and I respect that people are busy, etc. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But man, I need some multiplayer. Like, so I just I need to change up my routine a little bit. So that's why Counter Strike. <laughs> that's why I booted it up, and I'm, I'm probably going to try playing it again. Yeah, um, at some point. I can't believe I'm hearing so many good things about the new New World MMO expansion. Like I kind of just wrote New oh, World really? off. People are it. It got the most concurrent today. Uh, this came out. Oh, really? Yeah, it and people are expect, freaking expect out. Come out today? Yeah, and they're all like, "Oh, it's such a good expansion. You guys have no idea the game's gotten so good." Burr, burr, burr. So I have to admit, Is I'm, it I'm like really a little tempted. It's to, good, and it's called Rise of the Angry Earth. Rise of the Angry Earth. <laughs> it's good and called that. Yeah, wow, that's, that's very impressive. Know, Why are right? the people giving it? Mech? That's probably just angry gamers. That's, well, there's always those, but the reviews yeah, have been I good. No, man, I. You didn't like I it, I know. You really disliked it. I can't it. imagine it being good, but I I bought the stupid first game. Might yeah. as well buy the damn expansion and yeah. find out I don't like the game again. I think what I'll do, I may hop into because the base game supposedly hugely improved. I may hop in there and just see if that's true. If it feels good, maybe I'll maybe. I don't know. I'm in the. Yeah, I'm that's getting true. An itch. I guess I already have the base game. I there's no sub fee, so like, it's not like I have to. Not like I have to buy the expansion. I'm just getting a weird. I'm getting an, an MMO itch right now, and I don't know who's gonna scratch it. Um, come play. I, I'm done working to less than two weeks. Like, uh, come play. Come play classic WoW with me. Oh, like, classic we can, WoW. We can, we can heal each other. Don't do that, Scott. I can't play classic. Let me tell you about a little game called Final Fantasy. <laughs> Oh, hey, that was some other news this week. You can now play that game 100% solo 
that whole campaign. So that is not a hundred percent true, but it's pretty oh, close. Okay. Um, it, it. So I did see that article. I meant to put it in the news. I couldn't remember what the story was. I wanted to put in the news later. Uh, that was it. Mm. Um, yes, with the latest patch, they have made every dungeon in the game um, able to be run with their uh, their solo mode. I can't remember what they call it, but you you basically run the computer AI will take over the other party members for the party. They do the mechanics. It's not like it's an easier mode. It is just as hard as the dungeon would be otherwise, except you are running with three AIs that will actually perform mechanics. So it might be a little easier in the sense that the players will know what they're doing, at least three-fourths of them. I actually really like this mode, so this has been something that has been in the game for the past couple expansions, and they've been retroactively adding it to older content. Um, it's a really great mode for, you know, a a lot of my time in final fantasy 14 was when my son was first born and it's very hard to go. Oh yeah. I got 20 minutes. The baby fell asleep. I got 20 minutes, like guaranteed way that the baby's going to wake up in the middle of that dungeon. So there were a lot of times (laughs) playing that game where I got to a dungeon and had to go, shit, I got to put the game down because I don't know if the baby's going to wake up in the middle of a dungeon. I got to wait till, you know, it's bedtime or someone else is watching him. Uh, Now you have the ability to play with AI. So if something interrupts you, you just go, well, I'm not going to finish the dungeon right now. That's fine. However, Final Fantasy 14 does have a thing called trials, which are single boss encounters. Uh, that are group content and those with one exception are not soloable. Um, so you still have to run with a group to do trials. Now there aren't very many of them in the game. Um, and they're fairly quick. It's a single boss fight. There's no trash. There's no nothing like it's not a big time investment in usually to do them, but, um, those are still requiring a group at the moment. Interesting. It's kind of true, but it's also kind of not. But I I will also say this, like the reason I talk about this group mode in the sense of for people who don't know if they're going to have time rather than people who are afraid of other human beings. I've spent a lot of time in Final Fantasy 14. I've done a lot of group content. I have never had a bad experience in a dungeon in Final Fantasy 14. And I have done some bonehead, stupid stuff. And at no point did anyone get mad and yeah. no point did anyone lose their patience. The closest I got was uh, I didn't know that limit breaks were shared across your team. I didn't know that there was one limit break for the entire party. And I wasted it on a trash mob to see what the button did. Yeah. And the party went, really? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, is that shared across the party? And they went, yeah. And then they just, they laughed. They were like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well now I know not to push that button ever again. <clears throat> that's the closest I ever had to a mean encounter. Like there's no reason to necessarily avoid it. But if you do get anxiety about that, I do as well. I usually like to do AI the first time through. So I at least have an understanding of the mechanics uh, before I'm doing it with other people. It's actually a really great way to learn how to do uh, the fight because you can, like I said, watch what the other NPCs are doing and copy what they're doing and go, oh, okay, everybody ran to this side for this move. What is mm. this move? Okay, that tells me to do that, do the same thing. So, yeah, my limited experience uh, in really some cool dungeons in that game were the same. People were very nice in there. So I assume that culture 
persists uh, to this day. I don't know. That got me excited. I have to admit, I was like, "Oh, play the game solo, eh?" And you could try it. Kind of how I like my it. MMOs. Hmm. Yeah. I still, um, I will say, it's still not the MMO for you. But I, yeah, <laughs> for other re- different reasons. Yeah. yeah. There's a few others though, maybe to look forward to, right? Like Ashes of Creation is a lot of hype around. Yeah. It. That's yeah. one that um, might be pretty good. The reason I'm also like the community manager on there used to be a community manager in Planetside One and was like one of the first streamers, Margaret Cron. Uh, oh, cool. She was like a streamer and then she got hired on as community manager for Planetside One. So I just always remember her whenever she pops up. I'm like, I know her. Yeah. So she's working on that game or I mean, whatever. She's part of that team. What's it called again? Shadows? Um, no. What is it? Ashes of Ashes Creation. Ashes of Creation. So they're, you know, trying to make the next big MMO thing. Um, there's also, uh, one I've been hearing about is Throne and Liberty. It's an NCSoft title, but that's an MMO that's coming too. Wow, Ashes of Creation in, in progress since 2016. When they, well, they announced it in 2016. With yes, Kickstarter they've been working thing. on it a long time. They're really trying, you know, it's either going to be a turd or they're really working on something special that's going to be yeah great for people. Wow, but. Unreal Engine 5, I didn't know that. Um 15-month uh, subscription, no upfront box cost, no free-to-play mode. That's fine with me. And, oh, they got Win McLaughlin, re- lead writer for Elder Scrolls Online. That's a big deal. That game is very narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, say what you want about the rest of it, the mechanics or anything else, but the the, the writing in ESO is fantastic. Oh, I That's think great the, the, Ashes, the Ashes hype is pretty legit. You know, like, we don't know a lot of buzz for that. But I mean, who knows what I don't do. We we don't know when that's coming out. No, no date. Still. No, that might be uh, forever. (laughs) It might be. It might might go the way of uh, what's that game called? Star Citizen. It might come out the same day as Star Citizen. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it sure is. um, There's other MMOs, too. Like if, you know, but I just. Anyways, I just want to get the hardcore challenge done. I'm not trying to play it for years and years. I just I think you should play shit. I was ready with a joke and then I forgot the name of the game. <laughs> Genshin Impact. I think Genshin you should play Impact. Genshin Impact, Scott. Yeah, you think so? Uh, I don't yeah, know. I think man. it's time. You think, I think it's, it's time? time. Look, Bo played it. He gave his thoughts. I played it a little bit. I gave it's my true. very early thoughts. I think you're up. It's okay. Just, yeah, right. you should play it uh, just as a homework assignment. Like, play it, set two hours, something. Just like, just do it as like a homework thing. Like, I'm just gonna play yeah. two hours. You well, are look, not gonna like this game, Scott. If I will just be oh, upfront okay. with you. Okay. You're not gonna like it. If there's anything I learned, give it two hours of your time and report back because it will be content. If there's anything I enjoyed about my uh, my public education and college education was how much I just love homework. So I'm gonna get right on that and get some of that homework done. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it's homework. It's free. It's free on Epic. Just go download it. Just go download it and let us know your thoughts. At at the very least, you will capture a lot of uh, audio. Yeah, I'm maybe sure, he can, he and can wait for okay. maybe he can wait for Zenless Zone Zero. So I'm definitely gonna be playing. Oh that. yeah, I do yeah. want to play. I do want to play that. I like the, the same sci-fi. company, and it's probably a like same business model, gacha adventure game. So yeah. I mean, but the little sci-fi twist, you know? Yeah, Which it's I'm a, into. I like that. Scarlet Nexus flavored. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, do we have a date for that? Let's see. I'm just looking that up now because that's another one. I'm nuts. There's a beta. Oh, Hoyo Fest. Okay. Hoyo Fest. And this is taking place in Thailand in October 20 to 22nd. So. Um, 
Uh, they've had they revealed it may of 2022 they're in they last year they also started a beta i don't know where they're at now there's not a lot of news a lot of anime i I don't think it's gonna be we can expect the game to be released in 2024 says game crater oh game crater sweet yeah it's like a crater where you drop your shitty games (laughs) (laughs) that's where they put all those website title guys it's awesome those et24 or 2600 cartridges all ended up in a game crater uh but uh yeah maybe maybe he's he unwraps there but um anyways uh i was talking about games in my section counter-strike 2 oh Oh, counter-strike 2 holy shit we went down a rabbit hole yep yeah, I think what I was trying to say is like I'm looking for. It's funny that MMOs came up in this, but I'm looking for as just John was saying, some short form video games, or I might just start playing Heroes again or Co op Commanders or something. Some, like I just yeah. need some. I need I need a break, uh, RPG people. So you keep making your games, but I'm I'm taking I'm taking a break with the exception of one game, which may suck back in. We'll, we'll talk about in the news, and that's Diablo 4. Mm. They had a very good YouTube presentation this week, and they're going to have a second one next week, and I expect it to be good as well. So yeah. I might be playing D4 in two weeks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have to say, I like kind of some of the stuff they're talking about. We'll get to that in a second, but we're going to take a break. When we come back from this break at Dear Martha, we got some YouTube comments. I really like this direction, by the way. Uh, and it's it's caused a couple of you to just come in there and go, Here's oh. a negative YouTube comment, and that's all you say. Oh no! Um, but some of them, you know, whatever. There's some good points in there. We'll see what Joe. I've debated has done. if I should use those or not. Like, oh. on one hand, it feels like giving them what they want. Yeah. Oh wow! But I can that's... also see. I can also see their comment history, so I also know that like they didn't just start doing this. No. For this. Like no. they they like to visit every video and be a little pisser. Yeah, about that's it, their so. thing to do. I totally get it. Um, All right. I'm not going to read these, but I'm seeing a lot of comments. I don't know. It's we're, YouTube's a game, baby. We need engagement. Yeah, we're oh, that's that why game. I was. That's why I was all for it. A negative engagement is totally fine. Helps uh, us uh, just but, as much. Yeah, keep being a pisser week after week. We'll see. You, we'll see you this week. Yeah, John will take your piss or something like that. Um, yep. Anyway, <laughs> yep. Core. So, John will take your. John piss. will take your piss. <laughs> Send it in. So we're going to be uh, doing all that, plus some other news, an email, some other things. So stick around. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. We're back. Thanks for uh, being so patient. Before we get to Dear Martha, a quick note about Lies of P. I did play that. Did I talk about it last week? I may not have. No, I don't think think you talked about it. Yeah, it's on Game Pass, so I thought, why not? I did fire it up. I knew it was a Souls-like before I went in, so I knew it was probably not going to be for me in terms of that kind of gameplay. However, because I'm not super into those, um, I thought the, the it looked amazing, and I really liked the weird Pinocchio take. It's just dark and cool, and I love that kind of thing. That was all very cool. Um, but I died all the time, and I stopped. So no more Lies of P. I'm done. I'm out. It's more Dies of P. Dies of, of P. P. Yep. Dies of P. I also don't like the name Lies of P. I'm sure it may make sense later. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. I think it's not egregious, but I'm with, I'm with you. I wish it was more. I wish it was just straight up lies of Pinocchio. I, I would have preferred that. I think because that's who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about Pinocchio ring? Pinocchio ring. <laughs> Pinocchio ring is good. 
Lord of the Pinocchio rings. Fantastic. All right, we're back. We're going to do a Dear Martha now. John's uh, accumulated, curated, if you will, some fantastic commentary from uh, YouTube.com. Uh, so, Tom, or Tom uh, John, let's dive right in. Anything special here before we go? Nope, just uh, regular Dear Martha. All right, I'm going to get this one ready. Let's turn down too low. Here we go. My dearest Martha, I gave Cyberpunk a shot based on this video, and I encountered a progression-blocking bug in the tutorial within 45 minutes of playing. Melee tutorial bot went into a T-pose and just stood there when I'm supposed to attempt blocking. <laughs> Obviously, I returned it. I don't think you can fully save that game. Yours in this life and the next, a reason to laugh. Yeah, I saw that. I don't think he has very many reasons to laugh, to be honest. I mean, there's one. Yeah, there's one. <laughs> you gave us one sure. right there. Why not? All right. Look, look. you know... What what can you do? I said this to a, a different comment. If you, I, I, I've said it on the show. If you're going to put a 1.0 on your game, yeah. everybody has every right in the world to judge that as a released product and make up their mind on it. Yeah. If there's somebody out there who, despite what we've said about Cyberpunk, wants to go, no, I downloaded it and had a bad experience on day one. I don't want to give that game a shot ever again. Sure. That's fine. That's well within their right to make that decision and do. Yep. I personally would rather see games fixed than abandoned. Yeah. Like, if I had my druthers, would I prefer a game comes out, like, do I wish Cyberpunk on release was what it is today? Yeah, hundred percent. Of course. But in a world where that wasn't the case, I'd much rather see them fix the game than go, Well, got a lot of your money. That's good enough for us. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Like I think I think this is you know, a step up. They will never escape the history that is that game. Cyberpunk on launch is synonymous with a terrible launch. Yep. It is the same thing. So I 100% get all of that. And if you don't want to forgive them, you don't want to forgive them. But when you say, I don't know if there's a way to save it, I do. It's what they did. Because yeah. by all accounts, you're the minority now and everybody's having a great time. Yeah. So obviously you returned it. Have fun with whatever you're playing. Uh, I'm having a great time. Yeah. And I haven't had a single game-breaking bug. I haven't even had lockups. You've even had a couple of those. I haven't had anything. Nothing. I had one. I had one hard crash out of the game, and I had I had one frustrating uh, bug where I could not progress, and that was in the new content. And um, but that but it was just a like I lost five minutes of progress. Like I loaded an old save. Same with the other one. Actually, the other one, I crashed to desktop. I reloaded it, and I was exactly where I was when the game crashed. Sure. So, like, it's, yeah, it, it's not perfect. It's an open world. There's been plenty of open world, you know, jankiness. But in, again, like, the way that I tend to find charming. Like, yeah. when somebody just blinks out of existence, that doesn't I had ruin a, the game. I had a severed hand get stuck in a box and then they were spinning around and floating in the air like it was possessed and it looked awesome i, was like, I love weird. crap like that and then there was a noodle vendor that got a pot stuck on his head and he was talking to me with the pot stuck on. i don't i don't know what happened he was just animating and the pot went bloop and yeah. then it was just stuck on his head yeah i'm down like for i'm down for weirdness when it doesn't destroy my game experience and just you know a little bit of immersion breaking is fine 
Like, welcome to GTA. That's just what you get. Uh, oh, sorry. Did you have more or just the one? No, I think just do the one. All right, you got the one. Oh, oh that's oh. fine. That's that's all right. Hey, dude, man, who sent there commented that. Uh, enjoy your focus today. All right. <laughs> it was all about you. Let's do this. Uh, we got a bit of news here. This is interesting. Um, John wins. I think maybe we all win. I think we all kind of agreed with this prediction, no, but I think it came out didn't. of John's face let me, first. Let me just let me just tell you, as the person who won, yeah. now everybody trying to ride my coattails <laughs> to the top. Ah! We all we all took our turn making a prediction of who was which Blizzard game would be the second on the stream. Yeah, and only one of us said Diablo. It 4. was you. It was me. Who? What did I say? World of Warcraft, maybe. I might have. You're not giving Scott points. Remember what one Diablo four? Because I said Diablo four, and I got called crazy. I don't remember. Really, I don't remember being that shocked by that. In fact, when it happened, Jamie, send the mash out. Yeah, somebody find somebody find the clip. I don't remember this. Uh, But anyway, let's say John wins. Uh, Diablo four coming to Steam. It's official. It's October seventeenth. I think is the date. Or something like that. I think Bo said heroes, but I can't remember what you said. I may have and said I remember wishing Bo was right. Maybe we I did a thing where once somebody picked one, we couldn't pick that same one. And so we all had to pick something different. Is that what we did? No. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to get some credit. It's like, give me some, give me some, give points. me some damn we credit. Some clearly, points. clearly, I would have gotten this right too. If, if we all remember correctly, I answered correctly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Even though I don't remember, I'm sure I was right. I really have, I just have zero memory of this. But um, yeah, Diablo 4 coming uh, to Steam. And um, it will be interesting to see if that game gets review bombed just because it's Blizzard. <laughs> If <laughs> I think that will happen, I do not. Here's my 100%. prediction. Well, here's yeah. another. Here's another chance at predictions, guys. Okay, write this Scott, one down. You got another. You got another chance to win some points. You can ride my so, coattails so again. The, so the, hang want, on. Let's but. let's clarify the bet. The bet is this time next week. What is the Steam review category? Well, wait. We gotta. Like, does like it come our, out next week? When does it come uh, out? Seventeenth. So on. that is next. Wait. Seventeenth. Uh, no, a little more a, than a week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So in two weeks, on, when we do a show on the nineteenth, yeah. What Break is the down. state of Diablo 4's review? And we can, you can say whatever you want. So there might be multiple winners here. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like the all reviews Steam tag, right? It could say very positive, positive, mostly positive, really positive, overwhelmingly positive. There's no middle, is there? There's no like. There's mixed. Yeah. Mixed is yeah. Oh, mixed, mixed is a, yeah. And mostly negative. They don't parse up the negatives, right? Does it? Does it? Do they have? Just no, very I think negative? there is overwhelmingly negative, right? I don't know. Look up Overwatch Two. That's surely got it's it. It's overwhelmingly negative in Overwatch Two. Oh really? Oh yeah. In <laughs> fact, they even made yeah. it not red. They whited it out because they're all out of dark red. Uh, levels of hate over there overwhelm yeah it's over, over recent reviews overwhelmingly negative. negative all reviews overwhelmingly negative 200,000 plus yeah reviews 200,000 plus somebody like, at blizzard must guys, have expected this we know this. you're mad but the game's actually decent it's anyway, a decent whatever. enough not, game i'm not opening it's all bullshit enjoy your review bomb you degenerate corporate f's <laughs> game is just not fun with tanks taking every match Heroes lock behind paywalls, impossible challenges, then proceed to cancel PVE. That's messed up. <laughs> I'm yeah. kind of mad about the. <laughs> I'm kind of mad about the canceled PVE too. I think I gotta 
downvote it. I think I'm going to enjoy the review bomb. Yeah, get in there and bomb it. Do it. I love the game. That's why I'm giving it a downvote because I don't think I can review it because I haven't played it. Oh, yeah. Me neither. Okay. (laughs) You have to download (laughs) it in there. But all you have to do is download it and start it, and then you can leave a review. Uh, It's not worth my time. I don't want to review negatively the game that bad. I feel like not not being willing to download it to give it a negative review is my negative. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It'll be interesting to see if this carries over to Diablo. Which we already said. Sorry, I made right. it sound like I had something. <laughs> We've no, come full circle. We gotta- <laughs> I made it sound like I was about to have a re- revelatory contribution <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Just repeating what you guys said, but more. No, I like it. You brought us back on track. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Um, so do we want to go around the horn? Where does everybody think this game is going to be in two weeks? That's a couple days on Steam by the time we record. Mixed. It will say mixed, even though I think that's unfair. I think it's a, a very good action RPG. I also think the changes coming to it for right around the launch and this next season look great. I think that the game will be unfairly maligned, but I don't think it will get, it won't be worse than mixed. That's what it'll be. That's my okay. opinion. I think that's an optimistic. Well, no, let's not, uh, Bo, what do you think it's going to be? I mean, overwhelmingly negative. I think so. <laughs> I don't. I hope we're wrong. I think you guys might be it, right, but I it, hope it, we're wrong. I, it's just about it, the question is kind of like how much faith do you have in gamers and their reasonableness? And all I can just think of is how the game's not Diablo 2. Like, I don't know. I was going to say mix. That's where my vote would have been. Yeah. I will not take credit for it if it's mixed <laughs> because I, I want Scott to have his potential win my day in the sun and, and let's let, let's give everybody a chance. I will just say negative, just negative go between the two of you. I'll say negative is where it's going right. to be. So because I'm on, here's what I think. Yeah. I, like uh, people in our discord were saying, get ready for the second lowest uh, rated game on steam. I do. I think people are going to review bomb this because it's blizzard. Of course. Do I think people are going to review bomb this because there are major problems with Diablo four? Yes. But unlike overwatch two, they seem to be putting an effort in the categories that Diablo four players actually care about. Mm. Now that's not going to hit everybody, but I, as Bo, I think is going to go into as somebody who cares about Diablo four, there is a concerted effort being made to make this game better for people who care about it. I don't think that's going to be enough to bump it up into positive necessarily, because I still think there's a lot of Blizzard hate out there. And I think there's people that are just going to be like, get out of our store because there's, there's a weird culture thing going on. Yeah. But I, I'm, I think it's going to be significantly higher than Overwatch 2 because Overwatch 2 feels like abandonware at this point, even though it isn't. Well, like yeah, Diablo okay, Four yeah. feels like effort is coming towards I, that. I, I, while we were chatting, I went to Steam DB because I'm like, because this is we all know this. I'm not again nothing yeah. revelatory here, but even through Steam client, there's sixteen thousand players like at this moment playing. Yeah, you know, so there's like a ton of for the amount that it's review bombed, you'd expect the number to be zero, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's. While I'm sure sixteen thousand isn't crazy numbers, yeah, it's also like not nothing. Like, you know, that happened with Redfall today. Well. Redfall, there was a bunch of articles out how Redfall had didn't have enough concurrent players on Steam today to fill out a four man team in the co op <laughs> mode. Right, that's what oh, I mean. Jeez, yeah, like, but it's, it's we know that like people, it's a hobby to like bash Blizzard, but it's. People people hate the game. It's one of those things. Uh, Two thousand hours played the worst game ever. It's yeah, I hate that. 
95. that's how people treat and think about Blizzard. It's because to some extent there is some truth to the people are passionate about the IPs and just want to play them and play in those worlds. They just wish different decisions were made and we can't blame them all the time. But I feel like th- I feel like that'll happen with Diablo 4. That's why I'm picking overwhelmingly negatives that the same brigade will come and Here's the difference and this is why I think I'm going to win. So here's me laying down the gauntlet. Everybody's chosen their level. The reason I think I'm going to win is because for you to leave a review on the Steam version of Diablo 4, you have to buy the game again to do that. Yeah. Unlike Overwatch where it's free. That's a good point, actually. This isn't a free-to-play game. We've already made our votes. We've already done it. Oh, no. Isn't that going to mean I win? Wouldn't that... No, it means... You have to buy the game twice to play on Steam Deck? if If you buy it twice... Meaning, or even for the first time, to leave a negative review, you're going to have to shell out money to do it. And if you return it, it'll say you returned it without playing it. Like you'll, it'll, it'll be obvious yeah. that you're just trolling. So it is possible that everybody will buy it, play it, return it, and then troll, and then have a little red mark saying That's product was returned. But I don't, I don't think people who will buy actually, it actually, you're right. You can't review something if you haven't bought it at all. So the brigading will be. Lesson yeah. to buy that. I'm XCOMing yeah, this this contest. I'm I'm strategic. Uh, smart. No, no, he's it's smart. We'll uh, see. Yeah. We got right a there. date. Save the date. Chat, yeah. you're gonna have to remind us because clearly Scott isn't gonna remember these. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no. Someone write this. Oh, you guys didn't write this down. I might remember it now because we've been talking. Yeah, I'm so gonna write it in the bottom focused. of the show notes. So John said negative <laughs> i did a thing the other night where i had a funny i thought it was a funny comic strip joke it's like two yeah. in the morning and i didn't i was too t- tired and lazy to get up and write anything down so i just started repeating it in my head because i knew i could do it this way I started going and i just said the joke over and over in my head and then i fell asleep i dreamt about the joke i uh, had all these like other thoughts about the joke i woke up in the morning and i went is the joke still there yep it's still there and then i got up and i sat up and i went all right it's a joke let's hear it one more time and i say it in my head and i went that's the stupidest comic joke. Oh, no. It, wa- it was one oh. of those where you're delirious and you think everything's funny. It wasn't yeah. funny at all. It was shit. So I wasted yeah. all that brain power on remembering it and then didn't use it. <laughs> I, I, I had a dream about a dog that screamed. I thought it was the funniest thing. I woke myself up laughing. The Wilhelm scream? Not the Wilhelm, but just like it just like the dog looked over its shoulder and did, you know, like almost that meme dog of like, and but it was just like what? I don't know to and make it. Made of that. Me laugh so much I laughed myself awake, and I was like, "Man, in the morning, I gotta tell my wife about this one. This is a real winner." <laughs> Next morning, I was like, "I gotta tell you something," because my brain remembered I have to tell you something, and she goes, "What?" And I was like, "I had a dream about a dog that went what." <laughs> she didn't care. These are usually <laughs> not, uh, usually it was a goat. not funny anymore. Dogs don't aren't known for their screams like goats are, but uh, I like your dream a lot. Was it goat like the scream? I don't I don't remember, but you know what? It wasn't. Turns out it wasn't funny. Well, wasn't worth it. the journey. Uh, so here's some other stuff they did. D4 had a fire chat, uh, side chat. A bunch of good stuff. More details on classes and resistances. That's important. Next week, they're going to talk more. But here's what we got. Should take 40% less time to hit level 100. So they've actually said, mm, maybe people do want to get level cap in this game. A hugely good decision. Yeah, I agree. That's a big one. 40% is a lot, too. That's a chunk of time. Uh, says more stuff to do, 50 to 100 in Season 2. And with things added each season, previous season stuff will stick around. Overall, adding new content or adding to the content overall. That's a good thing as well. 
Uh, tons of quality of life stuff. There's a link to that. We'll look at that in a second. Um, they're fixing mounts. I don't know what they mean by that. Well, uh, the mounts sucked. Is okay. what, is what, the, what it means. All right. Cool. So did you ever notice that your horse like was slow as shit? And couldn't get around anything. Sometimes he'd stop dead on a guy. Yeah. Do anything. Yeah. Okay. That's what they're fixing. They should like let it the, clip through stuff. Is that what they're doing? Because I'd like no, that. no. You can now bash through barricades. They've said that they're going to um, make it to where when you want to jump across the gap, like you have those areas of the game where you can jump across the gap. Your horse could technically do it, but it was real finicky on if it would or not. Yeah. It'll now do it pretty much a hundred percent of the time. Um, they've changed the speed with which the horse moves based on, cause I don't know if you knew this, Scott, the, the horse speed is based on the relative position of your mouse cursor. No, I didn't so if you know want that. the horse to go fast. You had to put your cursor all the way against the far side of the screen to get it to go. That's why your horse always oh. seems slow because you were probably keeping your mouse cursor close to the horse. So he's just sauntering. Okay. This bit. answers a question I've had for months and I just never bothered to look into it because when I played with a controller, it was always standard or it was always a standard faster speed and always the same. When I played with a mouse and keyboard, it felt like the horse was slower only when I played with mouse and keyboard. It's got to be because I didn't know. That's why. That's stupid. I'm glad they're fixing that. <laughs> yeah. So they're working on that. Wow. All right. That's good news. There are also more methods to obtain Uber uniques, which I'm still not sure I love how they've been implemented at all, but there'll be more ways to get them. So watch yeah, for that. Yeah, there'll be new bosses, and you, they were mentioning in the chat, like, target target farming will be a thing now with, like Joe Shelley was saying, he confirmed it on Twitter as a follow-up. Like, if you have a certain boss on farm, you will definitely get a unique you're going after. You'll de- Like, it's still rare, but over time if you have a boss on farm you get the thing you're looking for so that's good did you so john did you watch the whole chat or i did i watched the whole thing sweet okay so i thought it was all like music to my ears like everything was like just great it's what you want yeah but you you were saying we'll see if this makes me more enthusiastic or not yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, like, I watched it, and I'm with you. Like, all of these things are good. Like, there's, I didn't hear anything that made me go, ugh, they're so clueless. Um, none of it got me excited to play the game again, though. Mm. That's that's the one part where I was like, like, to me, that's the key missing ingredient. And, I, man, people got really, we didn't get a lot of feedback on this, but, like, the general consensus of the Diablo audience about the expansion thing, where they were going to do annual expansions, is a very negative thing, and I think we were all really positive on the show. And yeah. I think, for me, that's why. Like, if you want to know why I'm potentially excited, I reserve the right to change my mind, um, about <laughs> expansions, is because... Um, (laughs) but the reason I'm potentially excited is because hearing all this, like, again, all really, really good things, all things I think the game needs and I think will make the game better, but it didn't make me go, I want to reinstall Diablo four and get into it for season two. And I think that's because the thing that's missing for me is like the part that was good in Diablo four was that story. Like it was, it didn't feel complete said it enough times i feel like mm-hmm. we got a quarter of a game maybe a third mm-hmm. but uh, until i think that 
is like the carrot to get me in to appreciate the new changes. Like until that carrot exists, I don't think I'm going to move. Like I still, there's a lot I still don't like. They did also say it's not in the notes here. Um, although it might be in, in one of the pictures, uh, they're going to, uh, better randomize dungeons, which I thought the game needed from day one. I don't know if you guys remember during the alpha hundred percent like, agree. I was like, I got a feeling we're going to be running these dungeons a lot. We are. And the fact that they are so not random at all. And so like the exact same, this is a problem. And e- even then, I don't think I realized how much running the same dungeons over again was what Diablo four was going to be. So adding some randomness to it, uh, is a really nice addition in my opinion, like that, that I'm excited for, but again, not enough to go. I want to get into this game and play it yet. So maybe the next expansion will get me. Um, but I don't want to poo poo the things they said because again, I think this is, these are all very positive changes for the game. I do too. I, I will definitely be peeking back in. So we'll see how that goes. Yes. So next week they're doing the the class discussion as well as resistance. I'm interested in that because I think resistance is really poorly explained and executed. That is the truth. But yeah, um, I don't know if the season will have enough, like you said, to really push you and change that desire. Maybe it's waiting for whatever the X-Pack is, which we might find out in a few weeks at BlizzCon. Yeah, also that's true. BlizzCon stuff. Oh my gosh, that's in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, you know what I'm thinking? We're not going to hear. We're not going to hear from the press people. Is my thinking? I think we're just not going to hear from them this year. Ain't going to happen. I don't think so. Nope. No, no, nope. They have no love for the Heroes of the Storm boys. I mean, like, they. <laughs> well, I don't think there's going to be any real big Heroes of the Storm <laughs> announcements. Yeah, I don't think not I for nothing. Not. But I don't think this is the year for it. Yeah, I, I definitely can't. Aff- it's very expensive to go to Blizz or to Anaheim right now, like at all. And this is just apparently too much. the tickets are still available. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I was reading a Reddit forum post about mm-hmm. people complaining that they couldn't get rid of their, usually they get extra tickets and sell them. They and can they're having to sell them at a loss because they can't unload them. No, it's going to be a weird, I kind of need to, I kind of excited for it to come and go and see what all that meant. Like, Maybe they want this. Maybe they want it to be less crazy or pull back a little. Oh, I don't holy know. Holy shit, you can still get tickets. Yeah, they're not. It's yeah, not like the like, old days, John. <laughs> what world is this? This is the first time in history that a BlizzCon hasn't, you haven't F5'd yourself to smithereens. Which makes me think there are people there who are like, oh shit. <laughs> like, people aren't buying these tickets. Because plenty of other events have recovered just fine from the COVID times. I will say, and this is a, a bash at Blizzard, this is my disappointment in the people who attended, like the times I've gone to BlizzCon, yeah. how paltry the attendance was at Heroes of the Storms panels, like got me like mad. <laughs> yeah. They go there and they'd be like 30 people. And I'm like, this is a great game. Why aren't people showing up to this shit? You know, like, yeah. yeah so okay. I don't know if that's, I don't know what that has to do with the conversation at hand, but I just know that that's, there's, there's going to be still bugs you. There's going to be some of that. No, there's just there's going to be some of that. Like, I think the main stuff gets attended hardcore, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I find myself the most curious about what, of the people that are there, what gets the most attended and what's not. Because they're not going to show that. I'm assuming there's going to be a direct TV broadcast this year, too. I don't know. Uh, just, they're I they're no doing idea. an online and it's free for the first time. Like, you don't have to like all it. the panels yeah because like, usually the panels cost extra right that's well i, I don't think they're don't they know. don't have the deal Virtual with ticket. 
according to everything I can see here and everything I've read, they don't have a deal with DirecTV this year at all. So I think they're so just no virtual it. ticket this year. Other than the free it used to be streams. like eighty bucks, like just to watch online. Yeah. Yeah, so we're just going to be watching free streams, probably multiple streams. They're not going to have – I don't know if they're going to be set up. I, I did apply for nice a press pass, but to be fair, I did not put a lot of effort into the application. I did. did you say like, three of us or was it just for you? No, I applied just for me. Oh, okay. Right. I apply <laughs> too. <laughs> like, I appreciate that. Go, like, go for it. I'll send you the link. I just assumed. I, uh, I have a prediction. I, no, I can't. Check I, this I need out. to get a passport. I won't get a passport in the amount of time I need. I think it's. I have to renew it. I let it expire. So I have. I have a theory about BlizzCon. Let's see if it comes true. I we would have heard who's doing it by now. So I don't think. And I say this as someone who's done it twice: once virtually and once on stage. I don't think they're doing a Q&A this year for WoW. I could be wrong, but they Maybe always say who it is by now. Do they? Do you think they do it more D4 style where it's um, not in front of an audience maybe? Like It'll still less- be in front of an audience. They just won't have lined up people doing questions that have been pre-screened and having some you know, streamer or podcaster or whatever doing the, the moderating. I think that they maybe are going to not do that anymore. I could be wrong, but. I just have well, a they feeling. Keep, uh, I don't know. It's just a different thing now with all the negative stuff out there. Like you always have your funny red shirt guy moments. That's awkward. Like as much as you hate them, they become a part of the tapestry of the community. You know, like just yeah. those things that we sure. Memes. But like they've gotten a little nasty in the, you know, like the. Is this an out of season April Fool's joke? That's not really a fond one you think of or remember. It's just some guy being a dick. You know, it's like yeah. okay. Chat says, I have a prediction about BlizzCon. Chris Metzen will be there. Of course he will. He's there. He's working there. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's not a big prediction. I will say this, He though. was there even when he wasn't there. Yeah, he, he was there. He's like, he, yeah. like cyberpunk in real life. <laughs> yeah, he liked, to, he liked to go over here and bring his kids anyway, no matter what. But um, yeah. I was going to say this. What was I going to say? I was going to say, I don't remember. It was something. Uh, it was something about um, the Q&A and no questions being asked. Yeah, I mean, they may still do that, but I don't think they'll do it. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Have I ever said on the show before the red shirt guy fell asleep on my couch in 2011? Have I ever talked about you, that? You've told me that, but I don't know if that was on the air or not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I did know that. You did know I it? Don't know how, I don't know who it was shared with, but I did know that. So for those who haven't heard it, the context was we had Nerdtacular that year. Uh, it was the first year we did it at this big convention center space. and But we still had a party at my house for anybody who could make it which was insane. I can't believe we used to do that. Um, but anyway, this guy fell asleep on the couch, on my couch, and I looked, glanced over, and I'm like, I think that's red shirt guy. And he's even wearing the red shirt. I have a well, photo just, somewhere. You're celebrating BlizzCon. You must have to <laughs> just imagine, like, I know it's not the same level, but as soon as you added that he was wearing the red shirt, I just pictured you looking at him and be like, that's mickey mouse yeah. it's just like cartoon mouse over yeah. did you there take, in the corner did like, you take a picture yeah somewhere there is a photo i've got to find out where i put that but there is a photo of why are your faces frozen this is weird uh, oh you're, you're showing up to, you yeah it's yeah, not we're not broken up it's the that somehow my mommy mamo my mommy mamo that's really weird hold on let me fix it i Hold on, let me reinstall. Oh yeah, I'm watching there the you stream. Go. You're good We're now. both. You're all right, good I got a good pose. John, <laughs> I had a glitch. It's okay. It's not. It's you'll. Yeah, it's acceptable. It's, not great. it's a gl- weird glitch happened. But anyway, the point is, yes, I have a photo somewhere. He slept on this brown couch of mine. Um, when he got up, he left like a film 
like a like a weird film like on a the mucus couch. Membrane. He was just sweaty. He was just sweaty. Like a, like a roll of camera. Yeah, no, just like a, yeah, a roll of film. No, he left like a sticky, like a man film, like a. It's hard to explain. It was a leather couch. It was hot. Whatever. <laughs> I'm trying not to make jokes. It's like July um, or June, whenever we did it. Anyway, he was just, very nice. Okay. He was super nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all have left man film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all been Who there. Who among sure, us yeah? hasn't left a little man film? Uh, yeah. Who can it? claim otherwise? No one. That's the truth. Anyway, um, I don't know what else I was going to say about that. So instead, I'm just going to jump ahead to this email that we got. That's a good question. <laughs> Here's an email. Uh, this came to us to court or talk to the court gmail.com. And it is from someone named Brian. He's not one of our Brian's as far as I know. And he says, I'm guessing you guys will talk about Star Citizen this week. This was actually last week. If you didn't, then go ahead <laughs> no, and stop. We did mention it this week, weirdly enough. <laughs> yeah, that's funny Briefly. enough. Briefly. He says, if you didn't, then go ahead and stop reading now. I am not a Star Citizen defender, nor am I a hater. I haven't bought in, but I'm very interested in what it will turn into. Chris Roberts makes interesting games, no doubt. He has a history of that. The $600 million number is getting a lot of attention. That's an amount of money that's been spent over 11 years. If 100% of that money went to paying the salaries of people making 150k a year that would cost over that would sorry that would cover 363 people and a good portion of that money is not absolutely going to salaries it is a lot of money but it's very reasonable amount of money for the time spent working on the game now have they spent a reasonable amount of time working on the game i'm very much in a position i'm not in a sorry i'm very much not in a position to answer that i wish people would stop focusing on the money because that's a side effect of the real issue says brian it's a pretty good point i agree brian yeah. that's why i never focus on the money and simply focus on the fact that the game's <laughs> never going to come out I don't need to hear the number value to tell you that the game's not going to happen in the way that people think it will happen. Well, what if suddenly we get a release date and a store listing on Steam and all and the PlayStation Xbox stores and all that? What then if that I got to start limbering up the fingers because I've already told them to write into emails and I will write every single one of them a personal apology. All I've right. already said that. All right. So I, look, I want the game to happen. I love games like that. You know the only part of not playing Starfield I miss? Mm. The spaceship stuff. Yeah. And if Star Citizen could come out and do that and, like, scratch that itch, I'd be so excited. I would, too. But, like, you know, I just, if you said, John, is it going to happen? My bet is on no. That's yeah. Where, that's where I'm at. And if it doesn't you ask- have anything to do with the money. It doesn't have anything to do with the time. I got just got a feeling it's not going to happen. John, if somebody said to you, $5,000 says that it's coming out, and if it does, you have to pay it, would you no, feel... No, because I don't have $5,000. <laughs> but would you feel safe making that bet because you're so sure it's not going to come out? Like- no, because I don't have $5,000. <laughs> I got a dollar. I'd bet that, but because that's what I have. Right. Well, is it? Is it maybe out? I went to the site now. It says play now. Well, yeah, you can well, get yeah, in. There, and- you can play modules. That's why I always add the little caveat, because every time I talk about the game not coming out, people are like, you know what I did while listening to Core? Played Star played Citizen, Starfield John. Citizen. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Starfield you know what's, Citizen. What's weird? Starfield like Citizen. comes up with your download. Premium is the Cutter Super Spooky Starter Pack. Yeah, very, it's Halloween. So very, uh, very Star Citizen like, feeling. Someone always reminds me that they are already playing the game, which is why I add the caveat: it's not coming out 
in the official capacity as it was advertised. They might get something out there for you to play. And they have. People are already people are listening to this right now playing Star Citizen in a form. Yeah. But the game as was promised, as was expected, is not happening. Yeah. That's where my money is. That's where my dollar is getting bet. I hope I'm wrong. If I do an about game click on their very nice website, some of this money's going to that website. Um it really just says it gives you a bunch of game talking points. What I wish it would do is say here's where we are or this is where this is how close we are to completion or I don't hear do any of that shit. they think the game is out? Like if they <laughs> drank like, their own Kool-Aid and they're like, you released it. It says play now. Yeah. And it says 4.8 million have joined the universe. Do the same and be part of creating a living, breathing first person universe where you and your friends will be able to explore stars on parallel immersion. Premium costs you 45 bucks right now. They're having a deal. It's the same price as standard. That gets you the cutter ghoulish green paint, starting money, a thousand e, e, whatever the currency is, six month insurance on your ship and self landing hangar. Um, I mean, maybe at some point, the sh- you know, we, we bite the bullet on the show and we actually put them to the test and see what they actually get with this drop thing. Drop 45 USD and install the game and see what, what's going on yeah, there. I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I this could be one of those cases, like, gaming's big enough that you can have, like, a cult, cultish kind of game that's doing fine, maybe, you know, then it, but That's why I said, like, we have enough people that are like, it's, it's out, I'm playing it. Do they think it's out? Do they think they've done it? Have they, do they think they're just live servicing the game right now? I mean, Minecraft was in beta for a long time, not 11 years, but... I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit here. I'm not trying to be antagonistic, yeah. but maybe it's, you know, just one of those things where it's a permanent beta kind of game, but like, I don't know. I haven't been in it. I know what I hear about it, but I feel like I just don't know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm really, yeah. I just don't know. I don't know what to say or think about it except to just try it. All of the development. They've got a, they've got a roadmap. Um, Let's see, roadmap companion guy. Oh, this is complicated. Hold on. I just I think the fear I think the fear is with a long development cycle that the game is dated by the time it hits launch. I think that's like the hesitation, right? Yeah. Because if you spend if you make your game in it like even Lost Dark's kinda like that, it's an Unreal Engine three game. We're looking at Unreal Five. Yeah. You know, like you're definitely gonna I guess your your ROI or life cycle on a game like that is going to shorten the longer you wait to release something on yeah. relevant hardware. That's meant to look good. Yeah. I think an indie game is different because it's just stylish and cartoony, or you know you can get away with. It's a different mode, but if you're making real sim or like life sim kind of games that are one to one with the best graphics, well, you're yeah. falling behind. Yeah, I don't know. It's just well, such a weird thing. One day we're going to look back on it and just laugh. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I feel like I need a degree to follow this roadmap. I know the roadmap is weird. I'm, I'm it's on too the much. Prog- on the progress tracker, the roadmap companion. I feel more lost with the companion than I did the roadmap. Yeah, that roadmap is that's Eve Online and spread that's just a spreadsheet Eve Online game, mini game you're supposed to play reading that roadmap. It's pretty pretty bad. I don't know, whatever. I don't want like, star citizen. Some people have bought in. I get it. You're you're in. I just need I would just love to download a video game. And maybe that maybe I can. I just I don't know. Obviously it isn't done. 
or they'd say it's done. They wouldn't have a roadmap or a pre pre release roadmap anyway. I don't know. I mean, they have a weekly newsletter where they talk about stuff. <laughs> well, you got to spend that six hundred million somewhere. Well, I'm looking at the oh, that's progress tracker. What's release view? I'm genuinely curious. I mean, I got to write a lot of apologies if this thing comes out. I have a vested interest in this. Yeah, this is a real yeah. game. You're screwed, dude. You got to. And I can't even find the roadmap. I'm, I'm more, more shaped than you are. <laughs> uh, where did we? St- I saw it too. It's up in the menus somewhere. But you can buy Star Citizen Pint Glass. I found the progress tracker. Nothing on the progress tracker goes beyond December of 2023. Is this game coming out in December? I mean, we would have heard. Oh, wait. Vehicle content MTL is not done until January. Oh, well then. Maybe it's January of 2024. Okay. Good luck, everyone who's spent your money. It's fine. I want you to have your game. I do. I am not the anti r- this game. I love his old games. <laughs> you got fireworks. Freaking freelancer, dude. So good. <laughs> the, the tracker goes up to quarter four of 2025. So maybe that's... They didn't They didn't think to go further than that. Yeah. So maybe that's where it stops, or that's where like they reach a Y2K <laughs> oh, we scenario. Confirmed launch date. We, learned, we just confirmed launch date. It's a Y2K scenario that they're aware of. And uh, they know that by then, spend this money because we're all done in 2025. The world right, ends. I'm looking at the over, it still has the expense, the over $400. This, this is where Star Citizen loses me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on the pledge store, and it's like, okay, I'm going to spend some real money for a real ship. Yeah. And then you can filter price range, and there's a category called over $400. Good Lord. I mean, I can get an annual Tinder membership for that amount of money. You guys hear about that, by the way? (laughs) No. Oh, yeah. The highfalutin Tinder. Yeah, we talked about it on TMS. You can be a VIP on Tinder for $500 a month. Yeah, monthly. No no yearly break either. Is Tinder a dating app? Yeah. Yes. It's a hookup app. Is that the swipe app? Yeah. Yeah. Where you like swipe left or right? It's the one you know that's notorious. Other than Grinder, five hundred dollar a month offering. Yeah, right? Grinder's kind of notorious, but for different reasons. And you also yeah. swipe on, on for coffee grinding. Yeah, that's all that is. Grinder's all about coffee. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Again, uh, send us your own emails. Talk to the court gmail or you can text us eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. Before we go today, I don't know what's going on, but we got a bunch of new people already. Check this out: Patreon dot com slash core show has brought in the following human beings uh, since we last spoke. Doug Varner, Seb, Mark Beaumont, Aaron, I think, Castle, Steezy, Adam Bryant, Sebastian Balbino. That's pretty good. (laughs) Uh, I'm Alak and Tom White, uh, a bunch of wonderful human beings who have joined us on our Patreon. If you have not seen why to join, well, go over there and check it out. Also, Patreon had a huge update today, so... We got like a new logo and new layouts and new stuff. Uh, We'll see if it's things that we can take advantage of to help you guys get more cool content. Uh, But check it out at uh, patreon.com slash core show today and find out why you should be a member of our Patreon. Big thanks to everyone who already is. I think it's going to do it for the show. We have a tradition now where we toss the mic to grandma. She's fast grandma. And she tells us, well, she tells us what we played so that you guys don't complain that we never mentioned the games again. So let's do it now. Grandma, take it away. Well, hello.
know, they call me fast grandma, though I've only maybe done it once, so maybe maybe the time is now. Maybe it's time to bring back the fast grandma, so we'll go through this real quick. Uh If you want to know what the boys were playing this week, they played Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, except for Bo, he didn't get to it. Scott played Assassin's Creed Mirage, a medieval blood west, post-void, cultic, hyper-violent, and metal hell singer. John played WWE 2K23, Station to Station, Tony Ox Pro Skater 1 and 2. Bo also played Counter-Strike 2.0. That was that really was good. Really fast. Yeah, man. I like that. that. That's hyper fast, Grandma. That's a efficient as shit. I'm sure that thought, helped people, especially I, I, on I, an episode where <laughs> we talked about so many games. I'm sure that was really beneficial to people who waited to the end to find out what they were. I thought the joke was that fast grandma was just normal speed because it's fast for a grandma. Oh, oh I see. is that the is joke? that the joke? I don't know. I'm trying I'm to. Like, Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I got a little distracted when we got to this point because I didn't read the bold part and I just saw down here at the bottom where it's written John negative and I was like, John was I negative. too harsh on this episode? Why did somebody make a note of that? And then I realized oh. it's because of the Diablo predictions. I yeah. wrote down our predictions because <laughs> we were like all gung-ho and then it was like somebody write it down. It was like so hard. I was oh, like, that's great. I'll do it. Look at you, Bo. Fine. Overwhelmingly negative. Scott Mix, John negative. We're not going to forget. We're going to remember forever. Never forget. Always, always remember. Always remember. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with more. And oh, and go check out more core on YouTube. We uh, I put up one this week about scary games we all like. Uh, that was fun game. to do. I'd like to do more of that this next week too. So watch for that and over on the, the YouTube show, channel. Is there who's what's up? With oh, who's our? Uh, let's see. It is a new month. It isn't was it? I think it's mine, back but... to you. I think it's back to you, Scott. Yeah, I think Although it's me. Bo wants to do one by himself because technically Bo and I. Yeah, we kind of shared, so I mean, I could kind of just go again. Well, it would be tech. Oh, I'm looking now. It is technically Bo's turn, but if you don't want to do, I mean, because you were part of his, you you just you decide. Because I'd be happy to stick it in. This is you know good to know. So maybe October. I yeah. All right, I mean, we'll figure it out. We'll I figure it out offline, but that's the important what thing. What if we all do? What if we just turn it into a... Con- what if everything on core becomes a competition and we Holy just all shit. put out that's, additional content? That seems like bad planning or something i don't know it's like a bad idea yeah seems like a lot anyway we'll figure it out but until then uh have a great week and play a whole bunch of video games because there's a ton out there and we'll see you next time get more at frogpants.com space planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.